I would like to be traded to any other team but the New England Patriots. Big brain predictions. That's what I got. Take it off, sir. The Washington football team beat the Steelers. And that person. EDP. Yes, but if you lose this game, I firmly believe we do not need to make playoffs. So. Don't you ever disrespect <laughs> <laughs>for the folks that did not hear us in that first two seconds, episode 58. Uh, Evan, how are you doing? The AD of our show. I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, being a student is hard. It's also pointless. But... <laughs> you ain't wrong. <laughs> you get through it. One more year. We are so. glad to finally have you back. Uh, looks like we traded you for Morgan because <laughs> you guys don't need to appear in the same episode Fair anymore. trade. <laughs> I'll take that trade any day of the week. Conspiracy theory, Morgan and Evan are the same people. That's why you've never mm, seen them the same show. into it. <laughs> <laughs> we both do live in the same place. Exactly. Look into, true. look into it, folks. <laughs> you know how you do that? By subscribing and liking this. There you go. I absolutely love that segue. Uh, folks, if you have not already done it, subscribe to the Melheims Media YouTube channel. That is the channel that you are watching this god-awful show on right now. Uh, we stream it live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. There's a bunch of other shows on the channel that you can check out as well. So this is just one of them, the best one. Uh, and if you are listening, or sorry, if you're watching the show and did not know, you can listen to it on Anchor, which is pretty much every single podcast platform out there. So click the first link down in the description below, and you can be taken to... Uh, Apple Music from there. You can take it to Spotify. You can be taken to <laughs> Google Play. <laughs> For those of you who have that, uh, whatever it may be, you don't discriminate here. So, uh, yeah, feel free to click that link down there and check it out. You know what I find funny? <laughs> you say, watch this god awful show, then two seconds later say, the best show on this channel. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to comment on any of the other shows on this network, but uh, this one is something special, so I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Anyway, wanted to mention Shaq and Ari's preseason uh, prediction record. So uh, we predicted every single game in the preseason for this NFL season. Currently, I'm 83 and 52. Uh, Shaq is 78 and 57. I had a, a very good week this past week. I think it was only wrong on just a couple of games as far as preseason picks goes one i did call right was denver beating dallas i don't know why or how but it is what it is shack did think that the jets were going to beat the colts <laughs> now curious case here if you guys saw this episode we picked uh the afc south last and the colts were literally the very last team that we predicted so by that point, we had basically already predetermined the Colts' record because we've already picked everybody else. So for whatever reason, Shaq picked everybody else to beat the Colts in every previous matchup. So by the time we picked the Colts, they were 0-17. <laughs> As you can see, I make great predictions, y'all. Okay, well, first of all, I'm I'm really glad that we – we're hearing about this whole Carolina pick for uh, 
them only winning three games and Shaq was a winner by that. But this is the first time we're hearing that both of y'all picked the Colts to go 0 and 17. Can we just discuss? Oh, I did not. I did not. That was Shaq. Can we discuss the Panthers have only won four games so far this season? <laughs> you were close, Shaq. You were close. Yeah, so, okay, but so of the Colts. <laughs> yes, let's not talk about, like, my guess was far out of range. They've only won one more game than I predicted them. And as far as yeah, know, well, the Colts are far surpassing your expectations. <laughs> four times it. <laughs> I could take this conversation shot before we start getting gay on. Yes, that is a very good... Shaggy just segueing them all today. Uh, we're gonna take our, of course, customary opening shot, gentlemen. Appreciate you all coming through. Here's to another great episode. Did we ever discuss what kind of for political reasons? Kind of. Soda Evans taking a shot of Yeah, Sprite. All right. That's good. Responsible. I just like how you and Jalen both took your shot and then immediately went straight to your beer as a chaser. Like, come on, man. We've been doing this for a while. We were accustomed to the Johnny Walker Black, which goes down differently than the Wild Turkey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very different transitions of drinks. Uh, anyway, first topic for this week. Episode 58 is we are at roughly the midway point of the NFL season. So this episode is going to run a, a bit differently. There's no news, no L's of the week, no typical uh, breakdown of the previous week. So we're going to give our power rankings in the AFC and the NFC, give our top five teams in each uh, conference. So we are going to start uh, in the AFC we're going to start at number five, and then we'll work our way to number one. Uh, so we're each going to give our pick at number five, explain why, and then we'll move on to uh, the next person. So, you say AFC? <clears throat> yes, AFC first. Okay. Right. Um, I'll get this ball rolling. So for me, number five, I put, and this was tough for me, but... I was debating between Vegas and L.A. at number five, and I had to go with the Chargers in the end. Just slightly. I think they're a little better than uh, Vegas, uh, simply for the fact that they did beat Vegas when they have played each other. Um, and their losses, the Chargers' losses, I think are a little more excusable than the Raiders. Like, they lost some – like, they lost to the Cowboys, lost to my Patriots, um, and they lost to the Ravens. Um, like, I get all three of those. The Raiders, on the other hand, they lost to the Giants, the Chargers, like I just said, and they lost to the Bears. So <laughs> the Raiders are very uh, suspect in certain games. And, the, you know, again, the Chargers have had their moments, but they have some impressive wins on their season as well. Uh, so I think that right now the Chargers are number five in the AFC uh, Shaq, who's your number five? Um, I'm on the same page as you. I also think the Chargers is number five right now. They're a All strong right. team right now. I mean, of course, it's four other teams I feel like they're much better than they are, but very solid playoff contenders, <clears throat> I feel like. Okay. I mean, it's been a while since we could see them actually do anything in playoffs, so let's, that's why they're All number right. five. So, uh, Evan. So, shocker pick. I have the Patriots. 
at five. Oh. Um, and your favorite person on the show right now. Here we go. <laughs> I I chose the Patriots. Um, they've been playing pretty well past what three games, three game winning streak. Um, and you know, you said the Raiders and the Chargers. Chargers. I don't know. They they used to be in my top five, but they've fallen out. Um, Raiders. I I was never convinced by them, and I I still am not. Um, but the Patriots. The Patriots are the team that I'm I'm really uh, interested in at five. So. Okay, mainland. <clears throat> well, first I gotta say that this was really hard to choose from in the AFC because the AFC is the the, the conference of mediocrity. You got eleven teams with a winning record, um, and so to choose between a bunch of five and three and five and four teams was like really tough. But I actually went with Buffalo at number five. Wow! Oh wow! And the reason why I went with Buffalo at number five is that they've only played two teams with a winning record. Hmm. Or three, three teams with a winning record. They're, they're two and one, and two of their wins are against Miami. Now, they did have probably, in my opinion, the best four-game stretch out of any team where they blew out the Washington football team 43-21, to 21, Houston 40 to nothing, KC 38-20, to 20, Tennessee, 34-31. Only two of them have a winning record, okay? But, they've lost, but they lost to Jacksonville, 9-6. to That's inexcusable to me. So there's no reason that, like, that was, that was such a terrible game. Um, it was hard to watch, even on the red zone. Whenever they put it on the red zone, I was like, what, what are they going to do to mess up next? Uh, Trevor Lawrence rolled his ankle, and they still ended up beating Buffalo. Um, and so when you look at the teams that they've, that they've beaten, it was KC is probably the best win that they have. Um, they, they lost to Pittsburgh. They lost to Tennessee. Um, I just, I, I don't, I see them more of a pretender at this point than someone that's really going to be going after the number one seed, but they're better than a lot of the other um, five and three teams um, because, you know, like the uh, New England, like Evan just said, mm-hmm. I hate to say Jalen, but they're one and three against teams with winning records. Right. Like beating up on the, on, on the AFC East like they always have, um, but they're not beating the good teams. They're just beating the teams they're supposed to. So that's why I got Buffalo at number five. Fair enough. Uh, moving on to number four. I put Cleveland Browns at number four, um, wow. simply for the fact that as of officially, was it yesterday or day before, uh, they don't have Odell Beckham anymore, so they are officially a better team. So uh, <laughs> I put Cleveland at number four. Uh, without him, they are just they played completely differently, competently, and uh, yeah, I think the Browns will. Uh, get back into the swing of things and have a lot more momentum going forward rather than how they've been these past few games when they did have uh, Odell in the rotation and it was kind of for whatever reason just didn't work out but uh, yeah I'll just keep it simple I think they they fire on all cylinders as they currently stand and I put the Browns number four Shaq I kind of where Malin sits I put the Bills as number four for my team like I said they 
This schedule's <clears> very <throat> interesting. They're just winning games as they should be winning <laughs> right now. So it's like you can't really – it's hard to give you credit when you're when you doing that. not much difficult teams for them right now. And KC, awkward year for them right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like I said, they did lose to us early in the season. They did. And I was like, Ben Roethlisberger still a little bit of rust early in the season. It was a great confidence boost. Granted, we did lose the rest of the few games after that. But like I said – Still gonna be a great contender come late in the season. I still wouldn't want to play them come like postseason, but mm-hmm. like I said, only doing what they're supposed to be doing. Evan, uh, my pick at four is the Steelers. You're welcome, Chuck. Um, wow. I think that the team has been also playing really well. Uh, same thing with the Pats. Uh, defense defense, uh, but the two players that have really stepped, or not even stepped it up, but are really tangled to the offense currently uh, are the two rookies, uh, Frymuth and Najee. Um, and, you know, they're both playing really, really well. Ben is finally playing half-decent. Um, and if you have a half-decent Ben and everybody else on offense is picking it up, I, and, you know, you maintain the defense that you've always had, you're going to win games. Um, and, and so I think that the Steelers have been really impressing me from, you know, the first couple of weeks that they started with uh, to now. Okay. Keep, I, mean, I like the fact that you're staying at home with your picks so far, uh, man. <laughs> I listen, this is why I like Evan, because I got Pittsburgh at 4-2. And here's one of the reasons. They're the – one of only two teams that are five and three in the AFC that is not lost a game with a losing record. Okay. So they're three and three against teams with winning records, and they have not lost to a team with a losing record. Okay. Um, now, are they perfect? No. Okay. Um, because they did lose to the Raiders, they did lose to Cincinnati earlier in the year, but Najee Harris has picked up steam. Um, do I think they should have been a little bit better against my Seahawks with Geno Smith? Yes. It probably shouldn't have taken until overtime <clears throat> because they did have a 14 to nothing lead. But you have TJ Watt uh, playing the way he's playing. Fitzpatrick playing the way he's playing. Um, that defense is legit. And I was almost right on my pick with Watt having four sacks. I was really pissed that he didn't get that fourth one because um, he did get three on this last game. And should that game have come as close to Chicago 29-27? No, but when you're a good football team, you end up winning games that could potentially slip away from you. And I wouldn't have had them in my top five if it was like if we were doing this after like week three or week four. But they have ripped off four wins in a row, um, and they've done it against two winning football teams. Um, and one of them into the division. So I have to give Pittsburgh props, and that's why they're number four with me at five and three. If I could have a six and seven spot, I would put uh, Pittsburgh at six and New England at seven. Um, the only reason it's, I don't know, it's kind of a whole reason I didn't put them in the top five because I feel like if I put my team in the top five, and when I talk highly about them, then they go and fuck it up. So I just I'm doing all right, doing good. I would like that to keep going. Uh, I, got, I, 
I do got to tell you, though, like I wanted to put New England at five because of what they've done the last couple of weeks. But when I looked at the totality and we're doing like a like a, a halftime assessment, right? Like what have we done through the first half of the year? One and three against winning teams was not enough for me to put them on my top five for New England. But Pittsburgh, I mean, you, you rip off four wins in a row at the end of the first half of the year. That, 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 that's saying something against some of these other teams. I feel that. All right, number three, I put the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they did lose to the Jets. I get that. But since then, they've had some very impressive wins. Uh, they beat the Bills on Monday Night Football. They beat, excuse me, they beat the Chiefs for whatever that's worth. Um, they did beat the Colts. They beat the Rams um, just this past Sunday. Like they've, and that was without their best player. So I feel like the Titans are. They did show this last week that they still can win against winning teams. Even without their best player, I hope they can continue to show that. And that just wasn't an anomaly. But uh, the Titans are, are showing a lot of uh, heart right now. Uh, just figuring it out on the fly. Like, nobody would have ex- expected Derrick Henry to go down for the rest of the year, basically. But they're showing, hey, we're not just the uh, Derrick Henry Titans or the Tennessee Titans. We can still get the job done. And Vrabel's still a great coach. And we're still a playoff uh, title contender here. So I put Titans at number three, Shaq. Um, this is a little bit kind of biased. I put my Steelers at number three right now. Like I said, coming off a very rough losing streak off of that first win. But we did come off a good winning streak right now. Granted, these wins have been rough. That's why I didn't put them any harder. I mean, higher. Think, thinking about it, we've last game won by like two points. Seahawks won by a couple points. We're not blowing teams out. We're not making solid wins. We're waiting till the last minute to go ahead and win these games. Uh, last game, last three seconds of the game to field goal. Seahawks going into overtime to win this game. These and all these were games that we could have easily, well, not easy, but we could have won coming out of the half. We could have made a solid effort and sealed these games out, but we make big mistakes coming out of it. Granted, we do find a way to come out of it. I think between a lot of our experienced players like Ben and a lot of the real talented rookies that we got coming out, the combination of the two, we make it find a way. Granted, if you make it to the postseason, can that continue in postseason of wait until last minute to pull out a victory? No, I don't think so. I think you would have to find a way to get ahead and stay ahead and not make mm-hmm. stupid mistakes. So. You must be three. And and Jalen, really quick, another thing about Pittsburgh, they had their first four weeks of the year. They played Buffalo, they played the Raiders, they played the Bengals, they played Green Bay, all teams with winning records. Okay. So yes, they ended up only one and three in that, but they've righted the ship since then. And so that it takes a lot for me to give the Steelers props. It really because I hate them. Like I kind of wish there'd be like some sort of scene out of the Batman movie where the whole stadium just <laughs> on itself with the fans inside. That'd be great. Um, probably not going to happen. Um, no. So that uh, maybe not three shot, but definitely in the top five. Yeah. I don't have them in my top five, but uh, I com- I completely get it. I've got no problem with that. Uh, Evan, go right ahead. 
Um, at three, I have the Bills. Um, I just couldn't justify putting them against the top two teams that obviously we're going to get to next. But um, the loss against the Jags was really, really confusing. I mean, six points against the Jags. Uh, and Josh Allen, I don't know. The past two weeks have been really confusing with Josh Allen. I feel like last the, the week before this week, it was like, He's still Josh Allen, but something fell off. And then this week was like, okay, what's going on? Uh, you know, they're not getting Stephon Diggs as incorporated as he used to be. Um, the offense just looked really, really bad. Um, and so, you know, the the pick at three is just like, they, they lost to the Jags, yes. I don't know if they're going to have that bad of a loss again, but they're also not as hot as the other teams are that I believe are 2-1. Um, and, you know, it would be a different story if we were talking about, you know, a four-week span that they had where they were blowing every team out of the water, but I, I don't think it's that anymore. Um, and, that, you know, it's it's just a little weird to see the Bills go from blowing every team out to, okay, we're going to lose the Jags and give Urban Meyer his first win on U.S. soil. So, Yeah. Maitland, who's your number three? Well, I mean, listen, Evan's not wrong about the Bills. Like, they, they are starting to slide. And if we did this in another three weeks, we might all be replacing Buffalo with New England because New England has really been kind of catching some fire here. I really wanted to put them in my top five. But, you know, Evan's right. They were blowing everybody out. Um, and then the last two weeks, that that was that was an ugly win against Miami. That was a really ugly game. Uh, ugly loss against Jacksonville. But number three, um, I <clears throat> I actually have the Chargers at number three because oh. I'm putting the whole body at work right now. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not going to dismiss what Justin Herbert was doing in the beginning part of the season and how we started to kind of right the ship last week. Um, because when you look at it, the only three losses that they have are against Dallas, okay, against Baltimore, and New England. And like I said, New England is coming on right now. Three teams with winning records. They're one of only two teams with a winning record. Um, you know, <clears throat> I might have actually had Pittsburgh uh, three shack, but I couldn't do it because I hate Pittsburgh. So I put them as low as I possibly could in my ranking. Um but the Chargers are in a division that's a tough division. It is, I mean, you have, uh, you know, Kansas City that's finding ways to lose, but they're probably the most talented team in the NFL. You got Las Vegas, even with Gruden getting fired, they're still throwing up points. They're still getting all those Ws. Um, I was looking for ways to get Las Vegas into this because – they're three and one against winning teams in the NFL this year, but they got two really bad teams. And the last one was against the Giants. That was just disgusting. Um, but I have the Chargers in there because, listen, man, the 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 best three game stretch in my opinion so far this year was beating KC, beating the Raiders, and then beating Cleveland in three weeks. And so they had a two week loss where they 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 lost bad to Baltimore. I get it, and they barely lost New England, but that's why I'm putting the number three because I still think that Justin Herbert has enough. You know, when you're a sophomore quarterback, you're going to have a little bit of ups and downs, um, but I still would put them 
it, the top of the five and three teams in the AFC. Okay, that's fair. Number two, I put Buffalo at number two. I do think you guys are being a little tough on the Bills. I I think that they're going through, a, I guess you'd say, a rough patch right now. I gave every team at least one just stinker where they just go out and just completely they didn't show up, whatever the case may have been, which uh, that was clearly what happened against the Jags. I don't see them repeating six points ever again. Um, but yeah, like these these next few games, they've got a couple just just gimme games. They play the Jets next. They've got Indianapolis. They've got New Orleans. I see them winning all three of those. December is going to be tough for them. They play my Patriots twice, and they play Tampa in there as well. Um, Carolina is the fourth game of December for them. Uh, but I think they'll use those these next three games to kind of get their groove back on, and then probably hit December as the Bills that we uh, are more familiar with this past couple of years. So um, I'm not throwing in the towel on the Bills. I don't really think that they are asleep at the wheel. I think they just have had a couple rough weeks uh, and that they will just be right back on track. I've been the preseason picked them to win the entire AFC this year. So um, I, I have not lost faith on the Buffalo Bills. So yeah, I put Buffalo at number two. Check. Number two Titans. Uh, for them, number two, I still think they're a very solid team. Very, a lot of potential. Yeah, very, very competitive team. I mean, yeah, I just that's all I gotta say. Titans are just really a strong team to go up against. And I really don't want to play the Titans, and nobody should want to ever be up against the Titans right, right now. So, but I say not too much about them. Evan, who's your number two? Uh, two, I have the Ravens. Uh, they are the comeback kings. I mean, uh, great team. Uh, but I think that the reason I have them at two is because the team's success entirely hinges on how Lamar plays. Um, and, you know, as we saw like, with last week, like, they were down through various parts of the game. Um, and against the Vikings at that. And then with Lamar actually is like, okay, he, he had a bad game until that point where he was like, you know what, I'm going to come out and we're going to start scoring. And they end up winning the game. Um, and I think that that's the one reason why I can't say the Ravens are number one in the NFC for me is because their entire success hinges on Lamar. Like the defense can play as great as they want to, um, and if and you know the offense solely relies on Lamar, there's no Hollywood without Lamar. The running game obviously isn't there without Lamar. I mean, Devontae had a really good game last week, but at the end of the day, Lamar I think had over 100 yards rushing. So it's just like everything is on Lamar. He's the the right for me. Mayla. Um, you you do realize first of all that Buffalo's only played three games. Say that again. You you do know that Buffalo's only played three teams with one record, right? Uh, yes, I do. Two out of their five is against Miami. Right. 
Okay, so they beat Washington and Houston, so that's four. So out of Washington and Houston and Miami twice, the only good win they have is against Kansas City. They're, 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 they're number two for you? Uh, they are. Oh, is that only because you picked them to win the AFC? Is that why you're sticking with them? No, even without that, they have – They've had a, a few mishaps here and there, but they've showed me a plane this past couple of years that I'm not worried about them. I'm just saying, Miami, Washington, and Houston is four of their five wins. But you, you do you, boo. Um, no, I, I got I got uh, Baltimore, number two. Um, six and two, really steady. Lamar Jackson is probably my MVP right now. Uh, because he's doing more than less than any other top five quarterback in the NFL. Um, you know, like, go, go ahead and name his number one wide receiver. I can't right now. Go ahead and name his number one running back I can't right now. Um, it, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, I kind of wish that uh, Odell Beckham would go to the Ravens. Like, could you imagine Odell Beckham with Lamar Jackson on that offense? That would be, like, the sexiest thing the AFC has seen since Mahomes and Tyreek Hill were, were still winning football games. Um, but they are good. But, but they're three and two. Okay, so they played five teams with winning records. They're three and two against people with winning records. Um, they, they, they slipped against Cincinnati. That, that was disgusting. Um, but they blew out the Chargers. They blew out Denver. Um, they they spurted by with Kansas City, which I think was a defining moment for Baltimore. Like Lamar Jackson getting that win against KC was huge in his development and the maturity of that football team. Um, and so that's why I think that, that they are still number two right now in the AFC. And that is exactly why I'm putting the New York Jets as my number one team in the AFC. Mike White is a difference maker. Dumb. Uh, no, I put the Baltimore Ravens as well as my number one in the AFC. Uh, because, like Evan said, they're the comeback kings. Like, you just cannot count out the Baltimore Ravens. Like, I'm pretty sure they've had more comeback wins than anybody else in the NFL right now. Uh, they've had a, a few impressive wins, not going to lie. Beating Kirk Cousins in overtime is not impressive, but the other comebacks, very impressive. Um, Justin Tucker against Detroit hitting the, the, the new record breaker. That was extremely impressive. Even though it was against Detroit, it's still impressive. Um, but like Evan said, they do go as far as Lamar will take them. So as long as he stays healthy, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, I think, are without a doubt the best team in the AFC. You just simply can't count them out. Whether you're up touchdown, two touchdowns, uh, as long as they're still on the field and Lamar is still has two legs underneath him, the Ravens are extremely dangerous. And I don't think we played them this year, so thank God for that. So, yeah, put Baltimore number one. Check. I also put Baltimore's number one on my list. Um, Lamar has proven that he's much more than just a running quarterback this season. He's shown that he can definitely still like, throw the football. So I give him credit on that. And like as much as y'all are saying that they'll only go as far as you'll take them, there's a lot of teams out there right now that are right in the backs of one, maybe two players right now. So it was like 
Yes, picture there's a lot of teams if you think about it. Yes, they're starting quarterback, running back, receiver goes down, and the team starts to fall apart like a little bit rough. Not to put you on blast, but think of Seattle right now with Russ going down for those past couple of weeks. They had a hard time without Russ being out there on the field. So it's kind of like there's a lot of football teams really needing one to two stars to be out there consistently every single week. So I put them as number one because they're definitely going to be a good team come postseason. And it's just a matter of if they're going to be different. Because we all used to seeing the Ravens make it the postseason and then crumble come mm. early on in the postseason. So this is going to be a true test. They can be consistent and actually play deep in playoffs. Yes. Uh, is anybody else going to do a little bit of an echo to the call? I am so Try to figure out who. <laughs> I don't know why it is, but uh, Evan, go ahead. Um, at one, I have the Titans. Uh, I feel like they are the second most underrated team in the league. Uh, they've beaten the best teams in the league. Um, uh, last week they won a game without Derrick Henry. Uh, with Ryan Tannehill and Jeremy McNichols, Adrian Peterson, um, Deonta Foreman, I think that's his name. You know, they, they're winning games. And I feel like everyone's like, okay, it's the Titans. They lost the Jets. And while I absolutely understand that as a poor loss, they are winning games. And I don't think that we can continue to discredit them because of their loss to the Jets. Like, they, they are really winning games, and they're winning them convincingly. Um, and, you know, Derrick Henry, no Derrick Henry, it's like, okay. They are proving that they are the best team in the AFC currently. Um, and, you know, whether or not we want to continue to discredit them, it's up to us. But the fact of the matter is that they are 7-2. And... Two. Um, and you know they have a they have a well built squad. The defensive line is great. The defense period is great. So um, I mean, you know, there's not much else to say except for the fact that you know they they beat the Rams, and I have the Rams at one or whatever I'm doing. I do. I have the Rams at two in the NFC. So that's a that's a big win. That's a really big win. Yeah. Uh, so. Raylan, who's your number one AFC? Listen, this is why I have a man crush with Evan here, because we think alike. Because, you know what? We're smart uh, people. Uh, no, t- Tennessee is number one, not just because of the fact that they're 72, but you look at their last four wins, Buffalo, KC, Indianapolis, L.A. And they whooped L.A. without Derrick Henry. And if you watch that game, that game was not as close as 28-16. They beat the skates off of the Rams in that first half. And Foreman and McNichols and Peterson, I think, will do a good enough job going forward. Okay, Now, every ranking I've done up until now has been about what people have done thus far. But I just want to read off the next opponents that the Titans have, and you tell me how many losses they get. Okay, so... They're going to play New Orleans, which I know has a really tough defense, but, you know, uh, Spielman's still the quarterback, uh, and they don't have OBJ yet. 
they should beat Houston, right? Everyone believes they should beat Houston, right? Tyrod Taylor, whatever. Uh, New England's going to be a tough game before the bye because I, I believe in Jones, and we'll get to that later. Um, then they got Jacksonville, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's going to be another tough game. San Francisco, Miami, and Houston. So out of their remaining games, they only have three tough games. If they even go one and two out of those and they don't drop games against these loser teams that they're going up against, like that's a good record they're going to have. And they still got A.J. Brown. They still got Julio Jones. Um, Tannehill, I, I hate to admit it, but he's actually pretty good. He's efficient. He's efficient. He's a, he's a game manager. So between Foreman, uh, McNichols, and, uh, and and Peterson, uh, who gave me the win against Evans Fantasy Team, we'll talk about that later. Love that man. Um, I re- that that's why I have Tennessee number one because they got the best record and they got the easiest schedule going forward the rest of the year. They already played all the tough teams that they're going to play this year. So Tennessee, baby. T. Payton. Jalen does not agree with any of my top five. I just want to let the record show. <laughs> every team I said, Jalen's eyes got big like I'm an idiot, but I'm a smart person. I have You're no problem with you putting up. Tennessee at number one. I, I completely see why you put them there. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get right into the NFC. I'm trying to make this a little quicker because oh. we are quickly approaching the hour mark, and we've only mentioned five teams. Uh, so for number five in the NFC, I put the Dallas Cowboys. I'll just make this quick. They played extremely great football for this half of the season. Yes, they lost to the Broncos, but like I said with Buffalo, I gave every team a, a stinker game for just not showing up. I'm not worried about it. Cowboys are very well-rounded machine, and they seem to have their head within a good space. Like They're not overinflated like they usually are. They seem to be very grounded this year. Uh, talented, well-rounded team. I put the Cowboys number five. Shaq. I also agree and put them at number five. Great, solid team. But like what I've said before, this team is solely based on how does that that Prescott hold up throughout the year. If this man goes down throughout the year, it's done for this team. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's but Cooper it, Rush. Yes, Zeke has a once brought a game that he'll do well in here or there. You cannot rely on that man to be consistent enough for his run game, but like very solid team. As long as Dak can do stay healthy, they'll be very good, but that's a big if. And I do not have enough faith on that if to put him any higher than number five. I got you. Uh Evan. Uh same here. I have Cowboys at five. Uh they are my dark horse candidate for the Super Bowl, as much as I hate to say it. Um you know, <laughs> great defense. They're just a really well-rounded team. And ever since Malin pointed out that Nick Quinn was the defensive coordinator of Legion of Boom, really started to think about it. I really, really like Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator. I really think they have a good coaching staff over there. Good head on their shoulders. Uh, they just have a lot going on in Dallas, and it's, it's all turning upwards. So, it's looking good for them. Malin? Uh, so whenever Jalen says that we need to move right along, that basically says to me that I'm talking too much, so I'm going to make this quick. Uh, Dallas is number five, uh, just like everybody else. Um, they, they've been playing really well this year. 
the health of Dak worries me a little bit with the path. I have no idea why he was in the game with six minutes left to go against uh, Denver when they were just getting the break speed off of him. Um, but the run games, the the defense against the run seems to be a little suspect now. And Diggs, who has seven interceptions going into the, uh, going into the next week, he got exposed a little bit at the way that he tries to break on the ball. Um, and so he's got to be a little bit more disciplined. Uh, there's a lot more tape on him. Uh, defense is going to start to figure him out a little bit, but defense is number five. Or Dallas is number five for me. Got you. At number four, I put the Los Angeles Rams. I initially wanted to put them a bit higher, uh, but thinking back on it, they've had some interesting games. Like they just lost to the Derrick Henry list, uh, Tennessee Titans. Uh, if Russell Wilson does not get hurt, you can make a serious argument that the Seahawks win that game. They entertained the Detroit Lions for a very big portion of that game. Uh, so the Rams on paper are an outstanding team, and they usually are an outstanding team, but they have these weeks where they just aren't in it. And like I said a couple times now, I give everybody a stinker, but they seem to have quite a few quarters where they j- just completely lapse all around, and I don't know why that is, but uh, the Rams should be a bit higher, but they've shown me that I'm not all in on the Rams to make a ton of noise uh, going forward just because they seem to have these big lapses uh, throughout important games and not or not important games, but against uh, winning opponents and losing opponents. So I put the Rams at number four for Shaq. Our list is, our list is looking very similar right now because I also have the Rams at number four. I was like, they're, they're a solid team, but there's always like a thought of it's also Rams. You're we're waiting for the crash and burn in my head for some odd reason, mm-hmm. but so far they've proven a good team. But do I have enough faith in the Rams to continue? We shall mm. see. Evan, uh, for I have the Packers. Um, I don't know. I as you all know, my love for Aaron Rodgers is. Uh, persistent and ongoing, uh, albeit the code scandal um, and taking ivermectin, but we'll get into that. Uh, the defense has drastically improved. Um, you know, last year was a little suspect. This year, they're doing better. Um, obviously, you know, Devontae, I still hold for that he is the best receiver on the planet. Uh, they just have an all-around good team. Um, last week, they held the Chiefs to 13 points, and I don't know if it's them holding the Chiefs to 13 points or rather them letting the Chiefs score 13 points um, and them scoring seven. So they have some things to figure out over there. They are a very good team that Aaron Rodgers is playing, uh, and I expect them to do some damage in the playoffs, but it all, once again, hinges on Aaron Rodgers. Mainland. All right, so I do have the Rams number four, uh, which any time that I agree with Chef, I start to <laughs> question my life choices. But listen, they've only but listen, they've only played three winning football teams this year. 
Okay. And they're one and two against those. They're one and two against those teams. Mm-hmm. They, they beat Tampa Bay. I get it. Okay. They lost Arizona. Um, then they also lost to Arizona. Um, I just, I, I don't know. With, with that squad, I know that Von Miller's coming in now, but I'm doing kind of the halfway point. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to speak into the future, but they're beating the teams that they should. I mean, they've beaten the Giants, Detroit. Houston, Chicago, Indianapolis. I mean, come on. And and they beat the Seahawks when Russell Wilson played one half. Um, and like you said, uh, you know, I love the shout out yeah, with, with, with the Seahawks there. Um, you know, it might have been a different ball game because the simple fact of the matter is in the fourth quarter, minute 56 left in that game, the Seahawks still had a chance to win it. Only Geno Smith was the quarterback and was doing an interception. So that's why the Rams are number four right now. Yeah, uh, I get it 100%. Uh, number three, I put the Packers at three. They are rolling right now. If uh, Aaron Rodgers did not have COVID, I am 110% believing that they would have beaten Kansas City the other night. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the Packers – Similar to the Ravens, they'll go as far as uh, their quarterback will take them. Um, their Matt Lafleur is doing a great job this year. I think the Packers. I'm not going to say anything about Jordan Love just because it's one game. It's it's very hard for me to judge somebody up just off of one showing. Uh, but in the here and now, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, um, and as soon as he's back and ready to go, the Packers are still going to be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, their defense is outstanding this year. Their offense is really just still the Devontae, Aaron, and Aaron show. Uh, outside of that, it's kind of, uh, as we saw this past week. Uh, but, yeah, that's the only reason I don't have them any further than number three, just because their offense seems to be limited to just the stars. And outside of that, it's it's kind of a roll of the dice. But, yeah, I put number three, Green Bay. I also have Green Bay as number three. Okay, sure. Very high potential in that team, but I what prevents them going higher? I feel like they have a lot of outside distractions, a lot of things going on mm-hmm. off the field that I feel like eventually will pull over onto the field. Between A Rod and his COVID situation, him and his whole do I really want to be here? Do I not want to be here? <laughs> eventually, I feel like that's going to take a toll on the team. People. They're under, I feel like, a microscope right now as a team. So, That's but true. granted, they're a solid team, but how much can they ignore the outside of what's going on? Right. But, like you said, another team that has a handful of people that are really good, and as long as they can stay healthy, they'll do well if they can keep the noise out. So, Green Bay number three for me. Evan, who do you have number three? Uh, Buccaneers. Uh, you know, Tom Brady obviously will always, you know, play to Tom Brady level. Um, that offense with, you know, Leonard Fournette is having a resurgence here, and I'm really happy for him um, because, you know, I don't think he's had one of these years since either his rookie year or he's just coming out of LSU in general. Um, but, like, this year for the Bucks, it's kind of just about preserving their title defense 
and ensuring that they are the best team in the NFL, although there are teams that are playing better than they are right now. Uh, and I, I, there's not a specific reason why I have them at three. I personally just think that the Rams are a more complete team than the Bucks are. Um, and, you know, I'll get into that when I go to two, so. <laughs> Mainland. Um, again, Evan and I, speaking the same language here, uh, Tampa's number three in my opinion because they're, they're, they're six and two. They're three and two against winning teams. Uh, the loss against New Orleans – I don't know why can't Tom Brady cannot win in New Orleans. I don't, I don't understand it. Three turnovers. It's weird. Um, I don't get it. But, I mean, they've they've been beating everybody that they're supposed to beat right now. Um, I don't know why you're laughing. Um, I hate to put uh, Tampa Bay at number three. It, it hurts my heart um, because I'm not a Tampa fan at all. Um, but no, I, I just think with the schedule in the in the division they're in, the teams they've been beating, um, they're they're just really solid, and I think that uh, Leonard Fournette's going to get back on track. Um, I don't think Tom Brady's going to have another game like what he had in New Orleans again. I don't know why the man can't win in the Superdome, um, but but six and two got got to go with him number three. Oh. <laughs> The Lakers and the Heat are playing right now on ESPN, and Malika Andrews is the sideline reporter. Shaq is saying something. Uh, uh, <laughs> number two, I put Tampa Bay at number two. Tom Brady cannot beat the Saints in the Superdome unless it is the playoffs. Then he can, but outside of that, Tom Brady, just for that reason, cannot f- figure out the Saints as a Tampa Bay Buck. Uh, but yeah, I put the the Bucks at number two simply because they they've been playing extremely well for most of the year. Um, Gronk is coming back, I think this next week. A B is coming back this next week. Uh, they're about to be finally firing at all cylinders again. Um, I just have no reason to not believe that the Bucks won't be just as uh, relevant as they were last year. Uh, <laughs> What are y'all laughing about? Shaq is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> what is Shaq doing? <laughs> anyway, I just think Shaq's going to try and get a job at ESPN oh. come tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I put Tampa Bay number two. Uh, I do see why you guys are saying that they're number three as of right now, but I just I have a lot of faith in Tom Brady being a New England fans, so yeah. Shaq, he was your number two. My number two is actually the Cardinals right now. Number two for me. A very solid, well-rounded team. Look, could be a strong contender come postseason. I, they're no, they could be number one, but the reason I have my personal number one is going to keep them there. But this team could very much be my number one spot. It's very close for me. They're a very powerhouse team. They can do a lot. Definitely do a lot, so I can keep it at that. Number one, it'll make clear once I say number one. All right, Evan. Um, number two, I have the Rams as stated before. I feel like they're the most complete team. Um, on paper, as 
as well. It's they're clear of every other team on paper. It's rather how they play. Um, but I do feel like I don't know if they've been playing to the best ability, but they also have been playing extremely well, and I feel like there's still potential there. Um, I mean, you know, they have the best receiver in the league currently. Uh, he's been playing the best football of his life, Cooper Cup, obviously, because, you know, once again, he gets breakfast with Matt Stafford every fucking morning. Um, Matt Stafford is, you know, <laughs> proving why he's a Hall of Famer. Wait, did you just say Stafford's a Hall, Hall of Famer? Yes, I did. I wouldn't say all that, but we'll continue. I wholeheartedly that Stafford is a Hall of Famer, uh, especially after this year. Um, I feel like when he was in Detroit, he wasn't getting the looks that he deserved. Um, and I, even I was like, no, he's not a Hall of Famer. And then I really see him on a winning team. I feel like him being on a winning team shows us what he can do. Uh, and, you know, I do think that he'll be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. He had the best receiver in the league at the time. Mainland, who do you have at number two? He did. What? <laughs> Get off the topic. Who do you have at number two? Who? Who, who's number two? Oh, oh we're, we're not gonna talk, we're, we're we're not gonna talk about Stafford being a Hall of Famer. Number two, Stafford has never won a playoff game, but he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Okay, so we're we're gonna go ahead and go with Arizona at number two. Um, and here's the reason why I'm gonna go with uh, Arizona number two. Okay, and it'll make sense when I go with number one. So yes, they are eight and one. Yes, they did just you know, smack the shit out of the 49ers. I get it. But Colt McCoy is a good backup. I can really say that because when he was in the Giants last year, beat my Seahawks, that was upsettable to me. Uh, Connor went off. And San Francisco in that game was missing both their safeties, their best corner, and two of their linebackers, okay? So let's not act like that was a normal San Francisco defense, okay? I see Jalen rolling my eyes every damn time. <laughs> it's upsetting, Jalen, because I'm a person. Um, but no, so Arizona's number two, and the only reason why um, I have a little bit of concern of them going forward is because Murray – First of all, they don't got Watt anymore. He's done for the year. Like, that was the most horrific arm injury I've ever seen. If you watch that play, mm. oh, my God. Um, but then, you know, like, Kyler Murray's doing what Kyler Murray does. He's great. Then he gets hurt, and he comes back, and he's going to be hurt the whole rest of the year. When Kyler Murray has an ankle injury, he did it last year with an ankle. He's not the same person. And that showed last week. Uh, or, you know, like, he, he, he's just not going to be the same whenever he comes back. And he was not the same at the end of that Green Bay loss. He could not plant his foot. He threw off his back foot. I know A.J. Green retired in the middle of that route. They had a chance to beat Green Bay. Um, but they, they didn't get it done. And the fact that he's hurt now calls into question the rest of their year to me. Uh, I did put Arizona number one. I feel like the fact that they were able to beat San Francisco backup safeties or not without two of their best players just really proved a lot to me. Uh, they are a AJ Green mid route 
retirement away from being undefeated right now, uh, which is a damn shame. I, I do give the credit to the Packers for that win without a doubt, but uh, the Cardinals are just last week showed it lot to me. After that, I was like, all right, I've got I've got no more doubts about them. Yes, Murray's health is a concern going forward, uh, but I I think he will be all right. He'll come back just fine, and they'll probably lose a couple more games this year if he's out for an extended period of time. But um, moving into the, the postseason and like getting to where it's serious, I think the Cardinals will be just fine uh, moving forward. So, yeah, I don't have much to say about Arizona. They are just a dominant force right now. So I put them in number one. One, I think they're the the best team in the NFL overall right now. So yeah, yeah. My number one is gonna be the Bucks. As much as y'all dropped them to like three and four, uh, this is a team Tom Brady handpicked himself. This man is out to get a goal before he can retire, and I think he's gonna get his goal. Unfortunately, despite his mail and hates to say that this man is gonna play until old age, this man intends on getting his goal with this team that he's picked. He's got all the pieces in play. He has all the things set up for success on this team. Mm. And he has no any anything that happens will be generally because stupidity. <laughs> uh, I'm saying is they have all the weapons for success to go out and win out this season and win the strong Super Bowl contender very much win the Super Bowl in my opinion. Back to back. I think we predicted my prediction was for the Bucks to go to the Super Bowl again this year. Yeah, my prediction was Buffalo, Tampa Bay. So that's my prediction. Bucks number one. Not to be on a bandwagon of the thing. It's just that I got faith in this man to conquer his goal of what he wants to do with his team. So, Evan? Um, just like you, Dre, I have the Cardinals at one. I do feel like they are extremely underrated despite being in, in one. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like people are discredited Kingsbury as being a good coach. I was, mm-hmm. for some odd reason, I was thought he was a good coach even when he came from Texas Tech. Um, and now I really feel like he's proving it. Uh, the win last week reaffirmed, I believe, that they are the best in the league currently. Uh, you know, despite San Francisco not having a lot of their best players. Obviously, the Cardinals didn't have Kyler and they didn't have DeAndre. Um, and, you know, those are two X-Factor players on the Cardinals offense. Uh, I, I just feel like they are a team that keeps defining the odds. And I don't know how far they're going to go in the playoffs. That's not to say that they're not a good team. Um, but I do feel like they're a really good regular season team. Playoffs, we can talk about when it comes time, right? But it, I really do feel like they are proving themselves to be a really good team during the regular season. And I hope the thing that mainly mentioned about Kyler doesn't come true because I'm a huge Kyler fan, but um, you know, I, I still think they'll figure out a way to win a bunch of games in mainland. Okay, well, a couple things for it, real quick. So, again, with the Kyler Murray thing, let's keep in mind that last year that Arizona had one more win at this point than they did last year, and they ended up missing the playoffs. Okay, Why? Because Kyler was hurt. He dealt with an ankle injury. The rest of the year, they weren't the same team. So, I I love Kyler Murray. I think he's going to be great. I think he's a little injury-prone, whatever. 
Uh, Green Bay is number one because everybody wants to pretend that if that if Aaron Rodgers didn't go to a Halloween party dressed as John Wick, that they wouldn't be eight and one right now. Okay. And they beat Arizona even if A.J. Green decided to retire in the middle of a route. Aaron Rodgers beat an Arizona team without three of his starting wide receivers. Okay? At Arizona. He beat the 8-1 Arizona Cardinals. Okay? So, last week, losing 13-7. I just needed them to cover because of his COVID ass. Uh, but no, I hate to admit it. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's an asshole. I think he's smug, arrogant, whatever. He's not a nice person. Nobody likes Aaron Rodgers. But I do think that they are the best no. team in the NFL right now. Midway point. If we're doing if we're doing the mid grades, Green Bay has to be the best because they beat the Cardinals. And the only reason why the only reason why they lost to Kansas City is because of Aaron Rodgers. Tested positive. We can talk about. We, we already talked about the line and all that stuff. Go to that. that. Don't even matter. Fact matter. He wasn't in the game. They lost thirteen seven against a talented but terrible Kansas City team. They would have won that game, and they'd be eight and one too. And if they were eight and one, then the Green Bay Packers would be number one on all your guys' list. And the only reason why Shaq and everybody else is maybe putting Tampa Bay number one is because you made some preseason picks. Good God, Tampa Bay. You guys are crazy. <laughs> I, I did not put Tampa at number one, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I completely see what, see what you're saying about the Packers, though. They are. They're up there. The fact that, uh, it, man, AJ Green is getting a whole lot of hate this week. Okay, but they still have Aaron Jones, and God forbid, if they do end up getting OBJ, that's going to piss me off. That is the Seahawks, be... man. That's going to make me angry. Man, talk about a smug team. You have OBJ and Aaron Rodgers on one roster. I'll become a Packers fan again. Man, was, listen, th- those press conferences would be lit. <laughs> they would. <be. laughs> they would. Uh, yeah, so for a lot of these rankings, it sounds like we're, for a lot of this, in agreement on, uh, if only we had a Morgan Brown to hear his opinion on, but I can only imagine what his list would have contained. Oh, if you have the Washington football team, number one. Football is number one. And I would have banned him from the chat immediately. Uh, anyway, yeah, so that was our power rankings, folks. Let us know in the comments afterwards. Or if you're in the live chat right now, let us know uh, who you have in the AFC and the NFC right now. Uh, moving on into, speaking of midseason, our fantasy status. So for those who don't know, we do have a, uh, after further review, Fantasy League. We did a quarter season update, and now this is our uh, halfway update as things go as of right now. So... As as of last week, uh, in the East Division, uh, I am number one at eight and one. Team Dowdy is number two at seven and two. Uh, Evan is number three at four and five. Morgan is number five at three and six. Kyle's number five at also or tied for number five at three and six. And then 
uh, Shaq is bringing up the rear. I guess it's a three-way tie, basically, at the bottom of this at three and six. <laughs> so, yeah. And somehow uh, it's three-way tie, and I still find my way at the bottom of the three-way tie. <laughs> I don't want to read it. It is a three-way tie. I'm just reading it in the order that it says here. Uh, in the West, uh, Team Myers is out front at six and three. Uh, Azan is number two at five and four. Nestor is tied for number three with uh, Jaden and Ryan all at four and five. And then bringing up the rear is Malin at three and six. Yeah, that's messed up, dude. You got to let me go first on this one. <laughs> you can go right ahead as far as what your team is. Uh, what are you most satisfied with with your team right now? I'm not satisfied with a goddamn thing in my team. Uh, but I will say this, that Shaq and I are both three and six, but I'm only three games out, and he's five games out. I'm sorry uh, that my division's more competitive than yours. I don't know. You know, whatever, man. I'm just saying. Um, no, so my logo for my fantasy team might as well be like a medical tent because everybody's fucking gotten hurt. Um, even Shaq last week was like, everybody on your team either has a buy or they're hurt. Like, that's my whole team. I got people, um, last week that were, okay, so I had Niall Westbrook with Tennessee, Bateman with Baltimore, Adrian Peterson is 40, you know, 9,000 years old, um, <laughs> Nalt Jr. from Jacksonville. Um, that's what I'm working with right now. It's not good. Everybody's hurt. Um, the only saving grace that I have is that last week I had five people on a bye. Everybody on my bench was on a bye or hurt. Shaq can attest to it. I put a bunch of people on my way for wire with five minutes at 12.55 p.m., and I ended up squeaking out a victory against Evan only because Tennessee – gave Peterson the touchdown <laughs> at the end of the game versus McNichols or Foreman. I was stressing about that. Like, both of us, both Evan and I, on that game, there were five Tennessee players in that game. He had Tannehill. He had A.J. Brown, I think. Um, and I think you had McNichols. And I had uh, – yeah. I had Westbrook and I had Peterson, and I was losing by three points until Peterson got that touchdown. Um, so the simple fact that that, uh, that Evan and I were relying on five offensive players from the Tennessee Titans, um, and none of them were Derrick Henry, that should tell you how our year is going so far. So, no, nothing was going good. <laughs> Everything is bad. I hate my life, except – I'm three games back and Shaq's five games back. So that's my only way to Uh Evan, which of your players are you the most satisfied with, if any? Okay. Um, I wouldn't take a page out of Nealon's book and say that I'm not satisfied with anybody. Oh, but I will say two things. James Robinson, when he comes back, he is uh, he is probably the most valuable player on my team because I don't have a running back really outside of him. Um, I still have Big Nichols. I have Melvin Gordon and I'm trying, like, I don't know why I haven't started him yet because he's been playing pretty well and he, he seems to be the third down back who gets all the touchdowns compared to Javante Williams. 
But I don't play him, so that's kind of on me. And then I have the chief running back, Miles Sanders, who I'm traumatized by. Uh, it's just a really bad running, really bad running back court. But I also made a trade for Antonio Brown, so he is on my bench currently. I need him to come back because I desperately need a flex player to substitute Julio because Julio is not. Uh, I don't know what Julio is anymore. I don't want to call him washed, but I also don't want to say that he's like he has potential because I just anymore. Like he can still do Julio things, but to what extent? So. I'd probably say James Robinson and Tony Brown are my two players I'm, like, satisfied the most with. But in general, as a team, 4-5 and five is not a good record. And I desperately need a run- an RB2. Bad. Uh, Shaq, who are you most satisfied with? My most satisfied players are Matt Ryan. That goes to show you what how god-awful this team is. <laughs> yeah, it makes and, sense why you're in the position you're in. <laughs> and Chase McLaughlin, Sir McLaughlin. I don't know how to pronounce his fucking name. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Browns kicker. <laughs> he has been the most consistent player on my team. He got me 19 points one week. To pull out one of my Jesus three, to pull out one of my three victories. I don't know what to say. My team is god awful. Nobody. Hold on, hold on. We're really quick, Jalen. He's the person he's most proud of is Matt Ryan, but yet Matt Ryan's sitting on his bench because he has Ben Roethlisberger starting yeah. right yeah. now. So. Because I had Ben Roethlisberger going against the Bears. Like, it's the freaking Bears. There's no reason this man should not perform against. I mean. <laughs> against Detroit, but that's nearer there. Um, but In your case, <laughs> probably I like my odds. The, the person that he's most proud of is on his bench right now, so I should tell you something about Shaq's <laughs> I, I, I'm shocked at Shaq being proactive. Matt Ryan's going to be against Dallas. Big Ben's going to be against Detroit. I mean, they're both god-awful teams. He said the Bears, so he don't even know who he's playing. Uh, you were talking about last week. Last okay, week. Yeah. I, this week, I haven't really adjusted it yet. I don't know. I, I wait till last minute to figure out what I'm going with. I hate this team. I would completely change out my fantasy team for Ryan's fantasy team. And Ryan, Stop it. And Ryan, ha- Ryan has more wins than I do in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't even say that. <laughs> Ryan had four defenses as part. I mean, if I could just look at your team now, Randall Cobb should probably find his way out of your starting lineup. That was That's where I would start making changes at. <laughs> I would, is there a way that I can go just limit the whole team and go back to whoever has been drafted and just go ahead and start keep them off? Right? You know, not everybody can be 8 and 1, Jalen. Yes. I'm just saying, Randall Cobb, come on now. Uh, I would like to say that Jalen beat me by like two points or something. Just yeah, like in week that. one, I beat Shaq by maybe a point. <laughs> maybe a point. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, for me, sitting pretty at eight and one. Uh, obviously, my most satisfied players, Cup, Chase, and uh, Najee Harris, have all been just uh-huh. point factories for me. Have carried the yeah. load without a doubt. Um, just by default, I do also have Joe Burrow. So Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are like my favorite duo in the NFL right now, just because of my fantasy uh status. <laughs> And and then Najee Harris, the fact that the Steelers have 
nope, almost no okay. other option than just to just feed him the ball and every other play is like the greatest thing ever. So, uh, and the fact that Najee is, is just that good as well. So, um, yeah, I, I don't want to make this a long drawn explanation. Those are my three most satisfied players right now. They've done me extremely well. All three of them just want to throw out, uh, young, well, Cooper Cup kind of, but you know, Chase and Najee, I mean, extremely young. And I was kind of taking a plunge on that one in the draft, but I was like, all right, I think I'm going to go with this one. And they've proved me to be a great decision on that one. So, uh, yeah. It's kind of hard to find flaws when you have one loss to your record. Exactly. (laughs) On the flip side of this, uh, what are your teams lacking? Mainly, we'll start with you. What am I lacking? Health. God damn it. Uh, everybody's fucking hurt. Let's, let's go ahead. Uh, so in my starting lineup at the beginning of the year, I had Russell Wilson and Chris Carson. Both of them ended up on the IR. Uh, Nick Chubb decided to get fucking COVID. Um, Eldell Beckham doesn't even have a fucking team right now. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I'm a little bit upset. I got I need health. Uh, so Russell Wilson is supposed to come back because he's uh, even though he the, the most generic nickname you could ever give yourself, uh, he gave himself the nickname Mister Unlimited. Uh, but he's now limited because of an injury with his fucking finger. Uh, Carson has a neck issue. Uh, even though they took him off IR today, I'm still not sure that he's ever going to come back. Uh, so no, I'm pissed off. Everybody's hurt. I'm like the goddamn, you know, like the freaking Red Cross. That that is my team right now. We need we need COVID shots. We need <laughs> insulin. We need antibiotic. We need <laughs> conditioning. The whole goddamn thing is a mess. People, <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Evan, who is your team, or what is your team currently lacking? Um, health, but also. Most importantly, a RB2. I need a running back so desperately bad. Like, I, and it's funny because this year especially, I I made the argument, before the year started, I made the argument that running backs don't have the same importance that they used to. Um, and I think that this argument is coming to fruition with the amount of, Either no names or a second or third string receiver running backs playing really well, um, and so I really, really, really need a running back too. That is like my main source of contention. I think that once I have that, my fortune will turn around. But I don't think anybody's trying to give that up. Um, the running backs are slow <laughs> yeah. on the waiver wire. I'm just saying. And then they are. They are. Because I'm trying to replace Chubb right now because it's COVID ass. Not good. <laughs> Not good. Shaq, what is your team lacking? Um, youth and actual skill and ability. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got big Ben. I got big Ben in there. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> <laughs> the man can't take more than five steps without looking like he's about to fall over like a 200-year tree oh in a strong breeze. <laughs> um, I got... Uh, what's his face? 
uh, Baker Mayfield. The, he's a starting quarterback for his team, but yet still one of the worst players on his team. Don't understand that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, why is a starting quarterback thing holding your team back from actually being – anyway, Zeke, who doesn't – every once in a while remembers that he's a professional athlete and decides to actually run the football like a decent – yes, I don't know. Cobb, maybe if you could get the ball thrown to him every once in a while, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Cobb is 500 years old. Uh, I, I, I want to know how Zeke became Pudgy Zeke halfway through the year. Like, what we're talking about. <laughs> like, he was spit in week one, oh, and now it's halfway through the year. He looks like he's carrying like 20 pound weights on his ankle. Man I, does, I don't know. What man does Zeke. nothing but visit strip clubs and eat like strip club food. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he can. It looked good the first couple of weeks, man. I don't know, but damn, you you got Drake at running back. Yeah, that that there's another glaring problem. Claypool, the best receiver on our team, arguably, but since our pass game is non-existent right now, barely it doesn't even matter. We're running the ball ninety percent of the time. And, and, yes, well, sir. Okay, okay, but you also got Hopkins. Okay, and he's hurt with a hamstring, so that's hindering you with some injuries too. Yeah, I, like I said. Hopkins would be huge if he didn't have the hamstring. And that's another thing that, that worries me about Arizona is the fact that you got Murray hurt and you got Hopkins with that hamstring. Woo! That's true. That's, that's not Hopkins at Claypool, if I had them starting receivers, that alone, if they're fully healthy being utilized like they should, should be a decent receiver yeah. core alone. <clears throat> but injury and the lack of Big Ben's capability is hindering me from being a good team. So. Yeah, Shaq, Shaq, you're you're two like RB two wide receiver two. Jesus, there needs to be some changes made on both of those. I, I, I do like how Shaq talks about Roethlisberger just being like a cadaver back there. like he's dead. Like, Big Ben is built like if you were to take a traffic cone and turn it upside down, it's exactly how Big Ben is built. <laughs> like, like there's like there's some sort of a like there's some team assistant with a dolly behind Roethlisberger moving him around. No, he makes Roethlisberger. I think Big. I think the Steelers have somebody's job. They have a, like one of those little walkers with the four legs on it on the sideline. And when he hobbles off the field, you hang a little walker. Put him right in there. <laughs> the man won you two Super Bowls. Have some respect. Good oh, guy. Right. I mean, now, he's not Big Ben for no reason. You he see is this big. man muff two throws without being touched. Just jelly arm. Just... <laughs> what, what part of that do you want me to respect? If you're watching a senior citizen oh, who who found God and somehow got worse as a person. I have, never, I have never in my life heard somebody talk about their favorite team's quarterback with such disrespect <laughs> on a daily and weekly basis. You know, after 58 weeks of doing this show, I don't know if there's a single one where there's not some kind of Big Ben hate. Even when they were 11. Like, we all don't watch football together. What what part of it am I supposed to appreciate? I mean, I do. I'm just, even weeks where it was like just the basketball was on. It's somehow Big Ben, I swear, <laughs> found his way into this damn yeah. show. 
need to be sinful again and go back to being good. Oh there you God. go. Throw your life back out. Yes, yeah, when you retire, you can find God again. I don't feel like <laughs> um, G Money in the chat says you should draft five running backs so you don't have to be begging halfway through the season for a running back. Amen. That was kind of my strategy in the draft. I, I took a lot of running backs and uh, thank God for that because it is paying off. Um, I'll get to that in a second. But when I'm lacking him, and if I can point to one thing, it's just a tight end position. I've had Robert Sonian for most of this year, and he has done little to nothing for me, and now he's on IR. So I also have Engram for the Giants. Uh, so um. <laughs> typically he's been a bun, which is why, like again, tight end, I've just have gotten little to nothing. But Engram, these past couple weeks, he has been pretty consistent. I wanted to put him in, but they're on a bye this week, so I have to go to the waiver wires for a tight end. I got rid of Tonian, and uh, yeah, I've got Dan Arnold of the Jags this week. Come next week, though, you best believe that Engram will be back in, and I pray that he can give me double-digit points at the tight end I, position. I, I love how we're all talking about quarterback and wide receiver and running back. And Jim is like, you know what? My weakness is my tight end. That's all I got. That's why you're eight. Well, and shut up. You have to struggle to find uh, that flaw. My only ass. Tight end or my man. kicker? Which one is my weakest link? My defense only got me three points. <laughs> it's lonely at the top. Uh, and... It ain't that lonely at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting out looking up at you like, uh-huh. <laughs> Both like a Patriots fan. <laughs> Last but not least, uh, Malin, moving forward, what is your strategy? Is is there a position you want to focus on? Do more of something, less on? Do you feel like you need to make more trades? What is your strategy? Well, my my strategy is just health. Um, Russell Wilson um, is coming back. Um, I like that. Uh, Chris Carson. Coming back off of IR, I need him to be healthy. Um, I'm I'm not gonna put him in my lineup this week um, because I don't. He has a neck injury that people are saying like might actually like mess up his entire career, which would be sad because Chris Carson is a hell of a running back when he's healthy. But it mainly comes down to health, man. Like I need people just to be healthy. At this point, like Kittle's been hurt most of the year. Lockett is nothing without Russell Wilson. So if Russell Wilson's healthy, then I feel like I got a good thing and I can put Lockett back into my starting lineup uh, because it kind of seems like Lockett was put in the witness protection program uh, outside of last week uh, when Geno Smith was the quarterback. Um, but if I have Wilson and Lockett in there, I feel really good. And if Kittle can stay healthy, he had a good game last week. Um, but I, I just need health. I need to take the Red Cross logo off of my team. I need some health, goddammit. <laughs> uh, Evan? Um, ideally, I would like to make some trades for running back. Um, it's just a matter of if anybody accepts. accepts so in, like, yeah. um, so it seems like I was just... <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Ain't nobody. Made. I mean, yeah. I... <laughs> nobody trades. 
It'd be better off with Aubrey Graham at, instead of uh, Ken and Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I conned uh, Zahn into trading me Antonio Brown for. I Powell. saw that. I, I fleeced him bad, but he needed a running back, so. Uh, I figured there was some I, offline enticement there, but. Um, there wasn't. I just texted him and I was like, hey, I need a running back. Or, well, I need a receiver. And you evidently need a running back. So I picked up Mike Davis, sent him Mike Davis. He needed a running back that week because everybody else, everybody else was on by, except the trade. John Mike Davis. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Your market, huh? Wait a minute. Your biggest need is running back, and then you sent Mike Davis to somebody else? Like, you <laughs> trade running back when running back is your biggest need? Like, your biggest need is Kyler Murray. Well, it was all... Oh, like if Kyler Murray is healthy, man, yeah, that's pretty good. You got a pretty good roster. What you really need is Mahomes to be Mahomes because you got Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Like if Mahomes can start doing Mahomes shit, then you might be okay. But that's true. But the problem is that after James Robinson, I have McNichols. I have the chief running back who is going to come out for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Or even Derek Gore, because Derek Gore can get in a lot of touches recently. Um, and then I am in the process of either trying to pick up Javante Williams or Zach Moss. We'll see, depending on the waiver order. And I have my Well, well so, McKissick catches passes, though. As, as much, much as Haneke is he does. Thank you for McKissick does get some catches out of the backfield because Heineken can't throw it down the field, so he does a lot of screen passes to McKissick. Yes. Yes, I was I was very happy to see J.D. McKissick, my primary recommendation at the beginning of the year, back on waiver wire. So thank you for dropping him. You're welcome. Shaq. Um, I need to invest in a good brace from the way that people have been blowing my shit out this past couple of games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know to tell y'all. Um, my strategy at this point is to mess up everybody at the top, is to win these games I shouldn't be winning. Okay. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Some stupid shit like I play Jen, like hopefully play Jen in one of these weeks and win unnecessarily. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ben remembers that he's a quarterback yeah. that's supposed to be like a Hall of Fame at some point. Just I don't know what to tell you all this. But well, no, I mean, really, you you need a running back because if Hopkins can become healthy, you 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 do got some you you got some points there. But if you're starting Drake at running back, that that's a problem. He never needs the way to even be competitive at this point in time. <laughs> I literally uh, went out the rest of the fucking season to be able to competitive. Did you draft Kenyon Drake, or was that like a late pickup? I, it had to be a late pickup. I think it was a late pickup. Like, I, I mean, shit, you, you got Marshall from Carolina as a wide receiver on your bench, so you're, you're digging deep <laughs> oh, like wow. You're digging deep like me, Shaq. I just need something. I'm hoping that one of these two players have some breakout week and it gets me something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I want to know well, why do you have two tight ends on your bench? Why, 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 why two tight? Why do you have three tight ends on your bench? <laughs> Jalen, you do need a tight end. Are you talking to me? Or are you talking to Shaq? 
No, Shaq. Shaq has three tight ends. He's got Higby starting, which, you know, that's good. He's like, at least Jesus. But then you got Moreau from the Raiders, and you got Cook from the Chargers. I'm just wondering why he got three tight ends, man. You did say you needed a tight end. That was something you wanted to improve on your team. I did, but I'm waiting to see what turns out. I I think I've got to figure it out. No, no. <laughs> I need to see come next, not this week, but the following week. I need to see how how Ingram performs. <laughs> Shaq is about to try to trade you for McCaffrey or Harris. That's what he wants. Right. For Higby. tight ends for Najee Harris. Yeah, you did get draft Kenyon Drake. He was drafted 57th. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what do y'all want to do? I had, I had ninth overall pick in the draft. Deep you, what, with the info there. Exactly. Yeah, I, had, I had ninth overall draft pick. What do you want me to do? I... Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, strategy wise for me, it, I'm going by the old old saying: if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I'm just okay, keep doing okay. what I'm doing. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm just kind of playing the waiver wires for my. Uh, defense, and that's about it. Uh, just keep playing. Like tight end. Yeah, I mean for tight end, we'll see what happens. I'm just that's a rotating door seemingly every week. But outside of that, keep playing Carolina running backs. Um, I did have the insight of taking Chuba Hubbard in the draft as well because I was kind of assuming it was to take McCaffrey with my first overall pick that. He's not going to be available all year, so I took Hubbard, and he's been carrying the team since McCaffrey's absence. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Carolina's running cool. backs have done great for me. You, you, you do need the tight end, right? It's TBA. Uh, well, I would say, like, I would probably try to pick up Joe Everett from Seattle because if Russell Wilson is healthy, Everett was getting touchdowns, he doesn't get a whole lot of catches, but if he can get a touchdown out of your tight end in the second half of the year, that, that that might be helpful because that that's where Russell Wilson targets him. And if he stays healthy, Everett's going to get those red zone looks. I will definitely be checking him out this next week or so. Uh, I have a, a lot of my star players are on bye this week since Cincinnati's not playing. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm always here for you if you need to. <laughs> I did pick up Mac Jones to fill in for Joe Burrow this week. Since Mac I saw that, yeah, Homer. Yeah, I, I usually don't like to do that, but just for one week, I figured why not. So I am playing <laughs> Ryan, uh, who, by the way, I will say, I wanted to bring this up. Ryan, after the draft, on paper, had by far the worst roster in this entire league. Yet he does have a better record than both Malin and Shaq right now. <laughs> I'm gonna hey, well, put my team on. I'm blood. literally the Red Cross, so you can kiss my ass. <laughs> and Ryan can keep fingering throw up and sinks. All right, shut yeah, up. Ryan was even here for the draft. That's what I was upset about. Ryan was here for precisely two picks out of his draft, and then left. Yeah, like everybody got hurt on my team. Jalen, that's some shit. Okay, I'm literally I'm gonna pick on you in the Wyoming shirt the rest of the goddamn show. It's not even Ryan's. You're on my, it's not even Ryan's team. It shit was an auto pick. Ryan had nothing to do with fucking team. 
<laughs> that same auto pick was giving him nothing but defenses and kickers all drafts. It's like he's defending me out of the top spots. I don't know what to <laughs> Anyway, folks, we will do another one of these updates. God damn. Yeah, we've got two more of these updates. The uh, three quarters way in and then the, the end of the year. So, uh, yeah, we're going to take a break. And then on the other side, we're talking about some basketball. And then we'll close this out with our ride or die in five. We're going to change that name in five. So we're, we're, yeah, in twenties, more like it. So. Shit ain't never. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm long-winded. Oh, it, it's it's you know it is what it is. Um, give me one second here, folks. I forgot to add in the break, so I will do that right now. Anything else you guys want to mention before we kick it to the old break here? Um, sports is unpredictable, y'all. Go ahead if you want to go with our predictions, you can. But I hope you got a lot of money that you have stocked away. <laughs> we watch this show for most of these 58 weeks, you know, from our FanDuel picks or fantasy. Yeah, we stopped doing FanDuel picks because we kind of replaced that with the Ride or Die in 5, but it probably wouldn't make any, any difference because Shaq and I both made lineups this past Monday and we didn't win a single damn dime, so. Yeah. Listen, I'm actually good on my picks, so. <laughs> Evan, uh, Milan, do either one of you guys do FanDuel or DraftKings? Uh, I do. I do do uh, FanDuel and DraftKings, and the most I ever win is like a dollar. I think the most I won was like $5.80. So apparently I'm not good at picking like the 19th best running back Um to, to pick for, like, I don't know. I, I'm terrible at it. So, but at least I win a little bit of money, but nothing major. Whatever. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to get to the break, and then in about seven and a half, eight minutes, we'll be back with some NBA stuff. So we'll be back. Welcome back to the show, folks. Coming hot off of a nice little halftime break there. Hope you all enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed the soft, soothing sounds of the peacemaker, Travis Scott. You yeah, have that much of a peacemaker. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we move right into the second half of the show, looks like we'll probably be rounding this thing out without the legendary Morgan Brown. Uh, at home, we'll just Darn. have to live without him. <laughs> First of all, I want to know why you you call me just consistent and you call him legendary. Like, well, what is... Yeah, I mean, it is quite legendary to not show up through this many weeks in a row. No, first of all, it's consistent not to show up. Well, I mean, maybe we need to start using some different, some different words. Uh, there's a lot of words I look to use for him, but <laughs> leave that for Shaq. Shaq, do you have any words you'd like to use for Malika Andrews? On the other hand, oh, look, man, if 
I am a professional broadcaster right now and podcaster of sports, so I understand. You can go ahead and... <laughs> you guys can trade notes, huh? Yeah, yep, trade notes and talk about football, basketball, whatever you need me to talk about. Any kind of ball. Yep. Dribbling your foot. So hit me up on after further review and I got you. Uh, talk business. <laughs> talk business. <laughs> In case you're wondering why our show had a brief pause there while Malin was talking about the Rams, I think uh, it's because Malika Andrews was talking on on ESPN. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we're going to move right into the next segment of the show as Shaq puts out his formal invitation to Malika Andrews. You know, we, laugh, we laugh about that, but you don't know until you shoot your shot, right? <laughs> you never know. That is very true. You never know. Uh, yeah, so there has been 10 games played, in, well, roughly 10 games, depending on your team, that have been played in the NBA so far. So I figured this would be a nice time for us to give our thoughts on how this season is going. Jalen shot. Yes, thank you for reminding me. The, of course, customary second half shot there, folks. Cheers. Love. Ed <laughs> wasn't ready. I was not ready. Okay. I was actually laying down. Laying down? Yeah. How how rough was the first half for you? You had to go take a nap? Yeah, you know, I'm getting old. Okay, first of all, Evan, how old are you? I am. Don't you, don't you disclose that. You over here taking uh, shots on the show. Don't you disclose that. Uh, <laughs> sprite. Sprite. <laughs> So anyway, so the state of the NBA after we are 10 games in. So wanted to see where you guys are at as far as who do you like right now? Like who is surprising you? Who is not surprising you? Your own teams, you know, how do you think they're doing right now? Um, Evan, let's start with you. All right. Um, I'll start in the Western Conference. I'm not surprised there's any in standings. Um, I knew the Warriors were gonna be really, really, really good. I don't I don't remember what preseason game I watched, but I realized how deep of a team they had and how many role players that they had on the team that were like notable names. And especially with Jordan Poole coming into his own, I mean, I like you know I had seen a couple games with him or in G League, um, and you know I had paid attention to him. But now that he's in, you know, the NBA, um, you know, you add on top of that JTA, you add Bielisa, you know, you had a bunch of role players on top of the team that they already have. They're missing James Wiseman. They're missing Clay. It's no surprise that they're nine and one. They're only going to get better from there, and that's the scary part. Uh, the Lakers, on the other hand, six and five. I also am not surprised by that. Surprisingly, um, I, I feel like it's a little reminiscent to like when the Heat first started. Um, you know, all super teams have to kind of go through that growing phase where it's this is how we're going to adjust. And especially having Russell Westbrook, it, yeah, you're going to go through some growing pains. 
so yeah, six and five, they'll be fine. They're gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna do great things. They're the Lakers. They have LeBron. It's all that good stuff. They'll be fine. Eastern Conference, on the other hand, that is the main place where I'm like, wow. Um, the Heat, I would not have expected to be number one. Uh, Boy, the Heat. Yeah, the Heat. I know. And, you know, how the the acquisition of Kyle Lowry's big time for the Heat, that is a game changer. Um, Tyler Hero playing to his potential this year now, that's also a game changer. Last year, he did not like it. Um, you know, the Bulls, I'm not that surprised. It's the Bulls, you know, I can't believe I'm saying that now, but, you know, Zach and Lonzo, you add in Lucevic and DeRozan and all those other players. They have a team over there. Um, but the main team that I am surprised about, the main two teams, is the Wizards and the Cavs. I thought that the Wizards were going to be decent. Um, I saw the team. I saw Kuzma. I saw the players that picked up in the Lakers trade, obviously, with Kuzma. Didn't maybe, um, they have a squad there. It's now 8-30 after as a couple hours ago. They have a squad there. Same thing with the Cavs. Um, and my, I think I made my, my prediction too early for the Cavs. Last year, as I said, the Cavs were going to make the playoffs last year. But this year, they are now proving me to be correct just a year later. So. I will say that ESPN literally just showed a graphic that this is the first time that the Wizards are the first in Eastern Conference this late into a season since 2007. <laughs> and it's been like what eleven games <laughs> Uh anyway, Malin, go right ahead. <laughs> um alright, so uh so, so surprised. I, I am surprised by Washington being eight and three. Um I just didn't think that even with Kuzma I didn't think they'd be where they are right now, but given you know what what Milwaukee has done and they're they're who I'm, who I'm kind of disappointed in right now, um, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. But I'm really kind of surprised by Golden State. I know that Evans not, but I knew that Golden State was going to be a good team before Thompson came back. But to be nine and one without Thompson really kind of surprised me. Um, but I think as far as, like, someone on the Eastern Conference that kind of surprised me, it really kind of has to be Chicago, uh, mainly because I really don't like Miami. I hate them. Um, and, uh, you know, Shaq, I see the face. Shut up. Um, but, no, so Chicago with DeRozan, Levine, and then, you know, like, ball, like he's balling right now. He, he's almost got, like, a seven assist game right now. He, he's doing some good things. But what kind of surprised me was that with DeRozan coming into Chicago, that him and Levine would each be averaging 26 points a game. Like, I was kind of interested how that mix would kind of go together. But the two of them um, really bringing the offensive uh, points for them um, really kind of surprised me that Chicago would be 7-3 right now. 
Shaq? Um, like I think this has been said, Golden State really much of a powerhouse of a team. I did not expect them to be. I knew they could be good, like you said, but not this good. Steph is really out there bomb trying to prove a point. Um, I think at this point, Malin just tries to prove a point and hate every single team that I like. So it's very much uh, him trying to beef with me. He hates the shit out of the Steelers and he hates the shit out of the Heat. So I wait, wait a minute. Where did I put the Steelers? I but, put Steelers at four. Yes, but I can see the pain. They're in the top five. I can see the pain in your face <laughs> as you said that. Like, you, like somebody was like stabbing you as you were saying it. So it was painful. But, but the facts warranted. But, but, I put like him at four. But like I said, I'm it's, not it's because of facts. Shut up. It's because of facts he put in there. <laughs> It's because of facts. <laughs> to you, you would not put the steals there. You hate on my Heat. The Heat are doing really good at 7-3 right now. I give them credit. Hero doing his thing. Big credit to Butler. Big fan of him. He's doing his work out there. Really stepping into his leadership role really well, I feel like. So, doing really well. It would be a very entertaining season. Lakers, I think, they're like you said, they're going through their growing pains. They got a lot of big personalities. They got... Regular, you got street clothes AD out there trying to do something while he's still healthy. You got LeBron out there in street, actual street clothes right now, <laughs> sitting on the sideline. So it's like, I don't think it's going to be very hard this season to get all three of those big people healthy. I just want to put it out there that Shaq is a bandwagon fan. He likes the Heat, he likes Pittsburgh. I mean, Not even the same state. Whatever. <laughs> and Taylor, are we going to be able to get into who we're most disappointed in also? Can I just say that I, sure, live, I, I live in Florida, so it's okay for me to like the Heat? Is that No, no, it's not. Whatever. What, 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 no. what, what are the basketball team? <laughs> He's like? a fan of the Heat fan. Shut up, man. What are the basketball team I'm supposed to be a fan of? Orlando? Man, man. Hey, how you doing? Hi, how you doing? <laughs> All right, please give Malik Andrews off of camera before Shaq has an accident. <laughs> uh, accident. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, Evan has slipped into darkness on the video feed here. But... Darkness. <laughs> I'm, I'm back. I just, I just had to go to the bathroom. What? <laughs> oh, we we had a break. <laughs> Yeah, um, we gotta go. Yeah, man. <laughs> so for me, I am not too surprised by most of what has happened outside of Washington and Cleveland. Like uh, Evan was saying, like that was, I can't lie, I cannot see that one happening. We all clowned Ryan when he was fucked up talking about the Washington I, Wizards going two and zero. That's the only reason. They are. That's the only reason I hated them doing well is because Ryan talked the most amount of shit. <laughs> Well. Yeah, and and they are still going <laughs> strong. I don't know why. I don't know how. I would like to throw in a year after getting rid of Russell Westbrook. There, here they are. I'm just throwing that out there. Just putting that out. Just saying that's part of that reason. Uh, yeah. So outside of that, the uh, Warriors. I'm kind of surprised that they're doing this well. I thought they'd be good, but not you know, only one loss. All you know, ten games into the season, and they still don't have Wiseman or Thompson. That is. Still a little bit of a surprise to me. I did pick Steph to be my MVP coming into this year, so that is going kind of as expected, but I didn't expect the entire team to be doing this well right now. Um, in the East, 
I'm not too surprised that my Celtics are off to a slow start. Um, you know, brand new head coach. I'm praying that we get it figured out soon. I have good faith that we will. It's just a matter of um, hopefully turning things around before it's too late and a bunch of teams have a huge lead ahead of us. I uh, Milwaukee is a bit of a surprise to me that they're struggling right now. Atlanta is also a kind of a surprise to me. They're also struggling right now. And, you know, as a team that was damn near made the finals last year, you'd think that they would be uh, a bit better than what they are right now. But like my Celtics, I think that they will probably turn it around, but hopefully they will sooner rather than later because the East as of right now looks much more competitive than it did last year now they you got to compete with new york you got to compete with cleveland you got to compete with washington it's like all these kind of gimmies that were there last year may not be there this year for a team like atlanta or boston so hopefully sooner rather than later we can get it turned around same thing goes for atlanta because uh you mess around and and Cleveland, New York, Washington could all have these huge, Chicago could all have these huge uh, leads over you. I did I did kind of call out Chicago. It's, I thought they'd be great this year. Not number one seed material, but I thought they would be playoff material without a doubt, so kudos to them. Uh, moving out west, the biggest no surprise to me has to be the Los Angeles Lakers. I hate to say I told you so. But where is LeBron right now? Can anybody explain that one to me? They're the easiest team to hate right now, I feel like. <laughs> the easiest team to hate. Is LeBron not hurt right now for the foreseeable future, or am I just making that one up? I feel like they're doing the same shit they did is conserving LeBron's body. But it's like, <laughs> it is too early in the fucking season to be doing this bullshit. What This man ain't goddamn hurt. Put this man in the game and let him play some basketball. LeBron seems to be the type of player that if he's not hurt, he would be playing. So I'm assuming he's actually substantially hurt, you know, not able to play. Uh, You know, there's that. But the good news is, no fear, Russell Westbrook is here. He's there to pick up the... If we look at these stats, Russ does do a tad bit better when LeBron is not in the game. That's all I'm saying. They were showing the stats in the game. This man averages about five points more a game or five to eight points more a game without LeBron. More assists, more rebounds. That is the Russell Westbrook past four, five-year stat of all time. Like When he does not have a star out there to share the ball with, he always does better. It's when he does have to fit in, clearly they have been awful. Yes, because he leads the league in turnovers right now. That's because he's, like I said, he, I feel like he does worse because he's just not used to playing with heavy stars. Then again, he did come off a team with, like, he did come off one or two teams of heavy stars. But then again, this past season or so, not on the Lakers, he's so used to being the main person on the team. That is hard for him to go to a team with superstars now. Okay, okay, okay. He's hold on. on the team with, like, he's had Paul George, he's had James Harden, I know, he's but like, Kevin Durant. I know, but this past season, what did he have as? Yes, so you, you want to act like this man didn't have Kevin Durant like half his career. Yeah. So, right. I mean, look at Kevin Durant, right, right. Um, look at Kevin he, Durant right now. He, he knows how to <laughs> torpedo people that are actually better than him. Um, yes. But no. So are, are the Lakers necessarily surprising? 
where we are right now, no, it is a little bit disappointing. Um, but I do think that LeBron is actually dealing with something because if there's one thing that LeBron wants to do before he retires, he wants to be the leading scorer in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He wants the all-time scoring record, and he can't do that if he's not playing. So I, I think that if anything is going to hold him back, it actually does have to be an injury. Um, but does it necessarily surprise me that they're struggling? No, but it disappoints me because you got to figure out you you have to figure figure it out with these people. Like Melo is averaging damn near eighteen points a game off the bench. Okay, you still got Westbrook. Uh, Dwight Howard is still. A good defensive player, okay? Not what he used to be, but he's still a good defensive player. Don't laugh, Shaq. Shut up. You're a Heat fan. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, like, I, I just expect a little bit more of them. I know they're going to have some growing pains, but to be 6-5 and five going into the night, um, that's a little bit disappointing. I'm disappointed in Milwaukee being 5-6. and six. Um, even though they've got some injuries. Um, but the real disappointment to me is Boston. That's my, that's my team right now because I don't got the Sonics. Um, and I, I will, no, shut up, laugh all you want. Sonics is the team is so dead. Sonic no. restaurant is dead. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> no, shut the fuck up. I hope that the Oklahoma City. Lose every fucking game they play because I don't know the times because of it. So laugh all you want, Shaq, because all of a sudden you're a Heat fan. That's cute. You um, but uh, but no. well, Boston has been my team since I lost to Sonic. We won the championship. You know, that was cute with a big three. Um, but the fact that the fact that Jalen Brown has a hamstring injury all of a sudden. Yeah. That, uh, like, like you said, there's so many teams like Washington and all these people that we, we thought would be gimme games. It's like we, we can't afford to have Brown out with a hamstring. And that can't be lingering throughout the first half of the season. So I I am Boston, ride or die, unlike Shaq that just likes to pick people that win all the goddamn time. Uh, can we put for those of you who watch live and watch this after it's being recorded? Hashtag Shaq matters because all they do is okay. verbally assault me throughout this whole entire show for liking a team. And what about <laughs> who? Okay, man, tell tell me who I'm supposed to be a fan of. Tell me. Oh no! Like you, you're you're from like maybe be a Philadelphia fan. No, I don't know. I like Steelers fan. Okay, so why are you a Steelers fan? Like I said, it's been like a close thing with a close friend back in the past in middle school when I started watching sports. And since my family's not a big sports people, so it's not like I freaking grew up with sports okay. with me. So that's what I got Shaq, into as a team. Where were you born? New York. I will be damned before. Sorry, Evan. God I'll be damned before damn. I'm a Giants yeah. fan or a Jets yeah. fan. So, so Jack <laughs> became a fan of whatever team was winning. And that's why he's a Heat fan. I'm sorry that when I got into sports, those were the teams that were winning at the time. <laughs> I mean, that, listen, if that was the if that was the case, most of us would be like Dallas fans because they were winning in the '90s. Actually, I'm, sorry, I'm old. I'm not a fan of a team that has won. 
Okay. No, all right. Before we start getting feelings hurt, right. let's yeah. move on to the next subject. <laughs> I'm just saying, Jack is a bandwagon fan. Okay. Oh, you never even been to Miami. Have you ever been to Miami? Yes, I have been to Miami. I live in Florida. Yes, I have been to Miami. Been in Miami? Yes, I've been to Miami. What other two? right now. Yes. My two options living in Florida is Miami and Orlando. I'm not going to root for Orlando. I'm sorry, but Miami is definitely my team. Shaq became a fan when Miami got Shaq. That's when he became a fan. How old am I, Malin? What? I don't know. Like 45 based on looking at your forehead. I don't know. Right. Maybe one week where we don't mention Shaq's forehead. <laughs> no. Never. It's, it's right up there with the amount of times I've roast Ben Roethlisberger as my forehead is all consistency. I didn't even do anything to deserve this. We just started roasting my forehead. What the hell? Did, Jimmy Butler apparently is out the rest of the game with an ankle injury. I don't know. I didn't even see that happen. But uh... with seven points, all right, Jimmy Butler. I well, that's what Shaq deserves because every team that Shaq roots for, they get hurt. I'm sorry that my one my, my quarterback is 85 years old. Okay. <laughs> Before we move on this this topic, I just would like to throw this out there. On the, the maybe he'd act a little bit younger if he wasn't so busy using that stamina to rape people early early in his age. But whatever. You go there. <laughs> Russell Westbrook has been on in the past four years. He's been on four teams. What highly coveted sought after great player has been on four years in the past four years or in the past four teams in the past four years well it must be Russell it must be Westbrook because who else averages a triple double for the last right. five that's years what I'm is that he's great individually but he's one of those dudes where it's like man I love watching you but what I want you on my team absolutely not Wait, wait, okay, so wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's talk about that year that Oklahoma City had Golden State on the ropes. They were up 3-1. to Right. They ended up losing, and then Durant bailed and went to Golden State. You want to act like that? You want to act like that Oklahoma City team couldn't have gone places if Durant stayed. Okay, so Westbrook has been great. Okay, they also made it to the finals against the Heat. I'm really glad the Heat won because I hate the fucking Thunder. Um, but no, like Westbrook is an all-time great. Like let, let's not let's not play like he's a uh, he, he's like a talent killer. Like what the heck? He, he is an all-time great, and I'll give him that. But he also is a player that is. I don't want to say hot and cold because that's just too general, but I think that him playing with talent on the team, he's I feel like he's very similar to Odell, where if he plays, if he goes to a team where there's a lot of talent, he might destroy the culture because he's a player that arguably stat pads. He's, an argu- he's a player that arguably No, takes- arguably he does stat pads. Yeah, I, you, I didn't want to say it. I don't want to be the person that said it, but... He's a player that sat pads. He's a player that, you know, is going to take the ball out of the best player's hands, you know. And so uh, I do see a lot of of similarities to Odell. Uh, But at the end of the day, Russell Westbrook is an all-time great. 
he is a top three point guard ever. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna and, and you know I'm gonna back up my argument here because there, God, if if I got into my top five players per position. Okay. We won't go there right All now. Right. <laughs> we won't. We won't go there. Oh, he opened Pandora's box with a top three. I'm going to say so. top three ever. I'm going to say maybe top three to five currently right now. Top. Currently, yes. It, currently, yeah. Currently, currently, but currently, also. Currently, like individually wise, currently, yes. My brother cannot be leading the NBA in turnovers. I'm sorry, but just no. Okay. But here's <laughs> my thing. Is Russell Westbrook now better than John Stockton? No, no. Well, well, in well, John Stockton well, turnover in his grave. I, but, uh, no. granted, granted, can we give this man a little bit of leeway for being on a brand new team, brand new group of people? Stop Just... it! Stop it! For the past four years, he's been on brand new teams. You <laughs> no, do not get the disrespect, short, short Stockton. But okay. that's, no, that's what I'm saying. No. I'm not saying disrespecting him, but I'm just saying. We are not giving this man leeway for being on a brand new Lakers Bro, team. You played with LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and James Harden, and you have ruined their chances at winning a championship. You literally played with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Carmelo, Dwight Howard. Like the list goes on and on. No, no, well, we're not doing that. Now, the question I will ask, the question I will ask, if Oklahoma City. Had kept James Harden and got rid of Westbrook. Would Harden and Durant have won a championship? No. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. I like their chances more. I don't know about yes. Wait, wait. So Evan, if you say that, you can't tell me that Westbrook is a top three point guard in the history of the NBA because you're literally telling me that Harden and Durant would have won a championship, but Westbrook and Durant couldn't have. I think that Harden is the piece that is like, okay, I think Westbrook, Harden, and KD would be the best big three of all Stop. time. Period. So what about the big three that, that he's in? I mean, that's now. what they have, but they lost to the Heat, and they had Ibaka. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Oh, yeah, I think that coming into the prime, right now. The big three that they're in right now is not a big three. LeBron's hurt. No, I'm talking and about. And when he comes back, AD will be hurt. So let's go this. Before <laughs> all this injury, let's go to. Kyrie with COVID vaccine. Let's go to James Harden when he can actually draw fouls now, and they're all healthy. Uh-huh. It's a big three. Back yeah, last, season, last, last, season, last yeah. season when it was a big three, still it it is not but a big three. Is, you had you is... you literally had an Oklahoma City Thunder team with Westbrook, Durant. You had Harden and you had Ibaka. They were like three. I just do not think it's because of play style or capability. I think it's a personality issue when it comes down to it. At the end of the day, everyone's egos are way too big for each other. <laughs> One person's ego. Okay. Still yes. has nothing to do with capability <laughs> and skill level. I think it's ego and personality, and it cripples the whole entire team. Okay. Well, then I'll say this: like, are we disrespecting somebody like Chris Bosh? Playing in Toronto for so many years, went to Miami and was it was willing to be the lesser right. piece. Thank you. He That's, was dominant in Toronto, but when he had to go to Miami, he knew yeah. if I want to win a championship, let me. Yes, play but in what way are we disrespecting maturity? 
That's the difference. Right. Oh, we expect him to get the trouble. Westbrook isn't there mentally to do Right. That. He, he's a bull in a China shop any day of the week. It doesn't matter what team he's on, what month it is. He's going to play his game no matter what. And G-Money brings up a good point. Westbrook can change his game to complement any team that he's on if it has other stars on it. But I don't I don't agree with that. But he can't because do it by himself. He only has one style of play. But he can't do it by himself. And he can't right. do it with anybody else. <laughs> but that's, so here's the thing. Here's the thing with Warriors, right? You have no spacing. You get rid of all of your spacing, basically. You have Westbrook, you have AD, and you have LeBron. That's your big three, right? LeBron has transformed into a player where he can shoot, but obviously not as consistent as you would like him to be. AD is that player where it's like, okay, you're supposed to be the star. You are very injury prone. On top of that, sure, you can space the floor for a big man, but you're not the player that we need to space the floor like a, I don't know, Seth Curry, JJ Reddick type of player, right? And then you have Westbrook, right, who minimizes the spacing on the floor entirely. He compromises that. He is the player that is like, he... I, I can't say that everyone's often because he's on a team with LeBron now, but I will say that he is a player that gets the rebounds. He's a player that starts the fast break, that brings the energy, which is all things that you can expect from a role player, but I think that Westbrook on this team, I don't know what his role is. And I don't, and that's why I think that the Lakers are six and five, because no one knows what Westbrook's role is. Thunder, he had a role. Rockets, he had a role. Um, every other team he's been on, he had a role in turning over the ball. Like, <laughs> thank you. So, thank you. Like, no, we're talking about a man that averaged a triple double on like three different teams, right? But he, when he had Kevin Durant, okay, when he had James Harden, couldn't win it at home. Then he has James Harden and himself in Houston, can't do it. Then he has Bill and himself in, in Washington. They can't do nothing. Now he's going to go to the Lakers, and all of a sudden they're going to think he's going to fix his game. No, like, Westbrook is the reason why Durant left in the first place, which means he hates the NBA because it extended the Golden State dynasty and what they were trying to do because my man LeBron would have a lot more championships if it wasn't for that move. Right. but, no, like, Westbrook has one style of play, and if you don't fit that mo- – like, his style of play does not equal success in the playoffs. It's going to win you triple doubles. You're, you're going to win some MVPs. You're going to be great in the regular season. But that that style of play is, does not equal success in the playoffs. It never has. So to end my argument – and my last comment, not to compare him or to put him on the same level as this player because he's clearly not the same level as this player. Oh so before we start people getting on my case about this, he's going to end up being another, unfortunately, Allen Iverson where people are going to know him as a great individual player, does his own thing, doesn't change his play style, does his thing, but unfortunately probably won't win a ring in his career. But we will still acknowledge him as a great player throughout his career. That 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 that's that still disrespectful, in my opinion. <laughs> that's why I made it clear. <laughs> I am perfectly aware that he's not on the same level as him as a player, or like at all. Not nowhere near his tier. 
But unfortunately, his career is going to go in the same direction as him when it comes to he's probably not going to win a ring. He's just got to well, play his career I mean, and be what he is. This, this year in L.A., if, if they're healthy, okay, LeBron, his, LeBron has spent his entire career putting egos in check to win a championship, okay? Kyrie Irving believing the earth is flat, won a championship, <laughs> won LeBron James, okay? Um, if LeBron James is healthy, if Westbrook, and ultimately I think that actually Anthony Davis is the link in that Lakers team, if he plays his ability in the playoffs, the Lakers have a great shot of going all the way. But... Is he available to the playoffs? That's a big if. But Allen Iverson, you're, you're, you're talking about a man there that gave everything he had physically for a Sixers team for his entire career and got disrespected most of the time that he was there because they didn't agree with the antics that he did, even though that would be widely accepted. Now in today's NBA, um, the fact that he even made it to the finals against the Lakers against Shaq and Kobe, um, that that was a big deal. Like Alvin, Allen Iverson is like a, mm, like, whew, he he's one of my favorites. And so don't don't compare Westbrook to Iverson. Like the heart that Iverson has, like the heart that he had to win, the heart that he wanted to be a champion. <laughs> He's anything that Westbrook ever does stat-wise. I, I see what – Shaq, I understand what you're saying. And, in the, in the, like, when all is said and done, Westbrook is the kind of player that you mention, like, oh, man, he never won a championship. But he was a good player. But he was a good player, right. Obviously not in a literal sense to compare the two because no, very different. But, I mean, but Barkley never won a championship. Right, yeah, and in that totality of the sense, Barkley, Iverson, presumably Westbrook. I love how we're just assuming, assuming we <laughs> but it doesn't seem that way. Uh, but yeah, I I think that the real answer to this, the Lakers only have two options right now: either trade him before the All Star break, or wow, him on the bring him off the bench. He would be a great leader of that second unit. Bringing the energy, bringing the experience, bringing the athleticism, he would tire out second units. He would uh, he, that way he doesn't have to share the ball because that's his well, problem. Is I that he's unable the, to play the, with another star. That is a great assessment because Westbrook with Carmelo exactly. on second team, exactly, he would be killer. a six man, and Rondo on the first team, right, right. But the problem is that Westbrook's ego is going to keep him from doing that. Yeah. And the fact that, uh, the, like, the biggest difference between someone like, like Westbrook and Carmelo, right? Because Carmelo came out in the league same, same time as LeBron, right? Had a great, like, eight, nine years, went to New York, still had some good years, but they, they were terrible. Carmelo accepted his role right. in Portland. 
is I'm going to be great coming off the bench. And that really resurged his career. Like, he had such a resurgence. Like, everyone thought that Carmelo was done. And then he became such a person coming off the bench. And if Westbrook could do that, then, yeah, totally. I think that if he could – if if Westbrook could have the ego check to come off the bench, then I would go ahead and say, yeah, the Lakers would be my favorite to make the finals. But I don't think Westbrook I, – I don't think his ego would allow him to do that. But isn't that what I said? That personality and the way that he is a person is going to stop him from – You did say it. that, yeah. yeah but we said it a lot better than you, Shaq. So that's uh, – <laughs> So, yes, I, literally, I, I literally said it. Y'all rewarded what I said, and then <laughs> I said. My I question is: If Westbrook wins the championship on this team, oh, actually, let me. It's not gonna be because of him. Let's be Do you guys believe that Westbrook is a Hall of Famer? And if he, if you yes. don't believe that he is a Hall of Famer, I, I do you believe, believe that with the championship he will be. not be a Hall of Famer? I, I do believe that he's a Hall of Famer regardless. But I think that if he wins a title with the Lakers, it would be the same as Dwight Howard winning a title with the Lakers. And I think that Dwight Howard is a Hall of Famer also. Thank you. Uh, Yes, no, Listen, listen, people can have their hate, okay? You you don't get it all-NBA defensive team, okay? You don't lead Orlando to the finals to to lose to to I'll okay. let Jalen be mad disrespectful right now. <laughs> Dwight Howard is not, what is going on in Evans' camera? First of all, um, okay. uh, Dwight Howard is not a Hall of Famer because um, you wait. Also, but, Shaq, you do believe Dwight Howard is a Hall of Famer? You don't believe he is? Here's my thing: I can give him that Hall of Famer credit, but not because I don't know. It's his Hall of Famer is because of the environment that he's in and what goes on. His career, the Lakers. That alone could possibly make him a Hall of Fame because, like I said, coming off the bench, doing well, great team, getting a ring with them. The, he did he did a good work with the Magic. He helped the Magic a lot when he was there. You could tell that he's a workhorse with it. This is the only time you can hear me talk positive about Dwight Howard, so give him credit for that, which boosts him just enough that you can be like, eh, we can put him in. It, no, if the NBA did not change away from centers mm-hmm. at the height of Dwight Howard's career with Orlando, mm-hmm. okay? I think the biggest mistake that Dwight Howard ever made is that he left Orlando when he did. Like, he tried to follow the 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 Shaq routine, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone hated him because he wasn't Shaq when he went to L.A. He didn't need to be Shaq. He was great in his own right when he was with Orlando. And Orlando could have been a powerhouse for years to come if they built a team around him um, because he was beating Boston. He was beating Cleveland. Like, he he was great in his own right. He didn't need to try to chase the coattails of other people, but Dwight's legacy is always going to be he tried to be what Shaq was and he never lived up to it. And that is That's what makes me upset with Dwight. Not that he's a, like, yes... Could he be a better player? Yes. But what upsets me about Dwight is that he tried to be a player that he's not. Stop following Shaq as a big man. Do your own game. He tried to do the whole Superman routine. Follow Shaq. 
during the dunk contest, be your own player, play your own style, stop doing something that somebody else has already done as a player. Do the oh. whole magic to the freaking Lakers routine, doing the whole Superman routine. Stop doing shit that other people have done. Try to copy their style. And... But that's the thing with basketball. I feel like basketball is one of the most repetitive sports where it's like every player is taking inspiration from a player and trying to copy but, at a certain. But look at all these great players. Kobe did his own thing. LeBron did his own thing. No, no, Kobe no, did the Michael no, Jordan. No, wait, 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 wait a minute. In that same phrase, Kobe, Kobe, no, Kobe went to the Lakers when they had Shaq. Okay, Kobe which built his, his legacy. Okay. Kobe was Michael Jordan 2.0, if you ask me. But Kobe, no, no, uh, no, stop it. <laughs> Kobe, no, was he not? I mean, in the sense of, was he the greatest okay, player well, of his well, era? Uh, yes. Okay. Hey, did 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 Jordan need a Hall of Fame center to win three of his championships before he won two? I'm just saying the position well, no, he he played he is, the Yes, but Jordan was always the best player on his team when he won his six rings. Kobe was not always the best player on his team when he won his rings. I mean, Shaq was the bigger focal point in that three-peat than Kobe was. Come on, people. Like I said, they, all, about... did, they all did their own thing. They were all their own different kind of play style type of thing, whereas we tried, Dwight tried to be a Shaq. I feel <laughs> firmly that Dwight tried to be a Shaq throughout his whole entire career. I, I agree with you on that. No, I do agree with you on that. And I do think that, that was his misstep because I do think that Dwight could have been greater than what he is now if he tried to forge his own path. Okay. He was trying to replicate somebody else and it didn't necessarily manifest itself, obviously, because, you know, he was with the Lakers with Kobe and Ash and they, you know, suck balls. Um, but, but no, like, Dwight Howard is still a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's yeah, yeah, it's he's right. Kobe had Shaq, Jordan had Pippen and Rodman at that time frame. It's just, wait, oh, no, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, we're not. No, okay. I grew up with Jordan. Let's not do that. Let's, let's not. Let's <laughs> yes, great player, but do we not admit that Pippen and Rodman was a good? Yeah, yeah, for the last three P, but right, who did Jordan have in the first three P? Horace Grant, Cartwright, right? Um, Horace Grant. Like, what? What are we talking about? And did they win the title? Did they win the title when Jordan left? I, no, they didn't. But like I said, they, I give you credit for that. Kobe bailout safe. If you can't get it done, you kick it into Shaq, and Shaq, of course, being the most dominant big man in that era, it's gonna gets you your points where you can't get it. So, I agree with you. Um, Here's my thing. The whole Dwight Howard thing, I do believe that, yes, he was trying to be Shaq, but I also do think that with the way the game was trending, Dwight Howard would end up in the same position no matter what. Because of the fact that the game is trending, obviously, with the centers now, they space the floor. They do everything on the court. You look at Yogi, you look at Cat. You look at you look at Marcus Cousins before he you know became a, a free agent and you know got injured. 
Yeah, those are centers that could do literally everything on the court. You could ask them to bring the ball up. You could ask them to post up. You could ask them to space the floor. You could ask them to do anything. Dwight Howard is your traditional center. He flops, he gets rebounds, he gets points. Yes, I think that he would be what Clint Pellet. And I feel like, and, and although that's like, I, that might be disrespectful to say, Dwight Howard's main thing was to get rebounds, be athletic, get blocks. And defense. Because and defense. The in a time where that was what we expected from him. This yeah. The game literally passed him by in his prime. But like yeah. I said, this could be a whole episode of itself because like you said, the game forced centers to change their play style. Shaq in would not middle, But in the middle of Dwight Howard's prime, it changed. It moved. Like the, the NBA moved. If Dwight Howard played in the 90s, okay, he would have been right up there with Akeem. He would have been right up there with Elijah Wan. He would have been right up there with Shaq with the dominance that he had. Patrick, say that. we say that. I love, yes. I love Shaq to death. My favorite big man of all time, but he would not thrive in today's era of big man. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. The way, the way that the way that cards are being look not cards, but the way that people are being penalized in the NBA now, uh, and the way that Shaq plays, how physical he is uh, as a player. This man, the, by the, the only no, that, that's the only way I'll disagree with you is that Shaq. In the 90s, and even in the early 2000s, he was such a behemoth, right? Yeah, like, like the, I do think that he would, he would thrive today. And especially in today's game, this year, where they're not calling those ticky-tack fouls, which is the reason why someone like James Harden is not being able to play the way that he normally would, because they're not doing the little ticky-tack calls anymore. But I think Shaq would... Him. The hell out of people because listen, we're living in the day and age where the Joker and Denver won an MVP. The Joker, okay. But go ahead and put that man next to Shaq in today's NBA, and you tell me you know when you get But what would get him is the guarding of these new centers at this mid-range three-point game that they can now shoot, which I feel like would be. I'm saying. I'm saying right now, Joker, Shaq, last Shaq, year. Shaq, who won MVP? Shaq easily would have taken that MVP from Joker. Man would translate any era of basketball. Because that man is the greatest center to ever play the game. Who would stop him in the paint? Nobody. Nobody. Who would outmuscle him in the paint? Nobody. Shaq is one of the only players I believe that would transition from any era of basketball. Yeah. If he could the shoot, if one. he could shoot a little bit better, he would exceed even more as a player. Uh, uh, Akeem Olajuwon, Patrick Ewing, they would have struggled. Moses Malone would have struggled. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they. I mean, I don't know if anyone would figure out that skyhook. That yeah. that that motherfucker was like crazy with that. Um, this man is still one of the top <laughs> scorers. Shaq is just different. Yes, like I said, he my favorite him. big man of all time to ever touch a basketball. You know, I can't who you put up against him. He's the greatest. The greatest. The greatest big man. Don't give a fuck who you put against this man. Like I said, one of the greatest moments of working at that theme park push grounds was me and this man Shaq having a conversation with this man. Greatest player, greatest personality, greatest. Yes, love. 
moving on because this show is taking like six hours. <laughs> right there. Conversation started with the, the NBA currently and Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. <laughs> back and to the 90s basketball. Dwight Howard and track and yeah. Ban Dwight Howard from this show. Yes, Dwight Howard of this show. We go on. Why the most random player? Flop about. Lord have mercy. Anyway, yeah. I hope Russell Westbrook comes off the bench from now on and stops fucking up the Lakers starting lineup. But anyway, the ride or die in five. That is the last segment of the show here. Forward. Sorry if you couldn't hear me there for a second. Uh, but yeah, that's our betting predictions going forward for this coming week. We're gonna go through five games coming up here this weekend. Uh, currently, I am fifteen and sixteen. Shaq is thirteen and eighteen. Um, yeah, Shaq had some questionable picks last week. I had also some questionable picks last week, but Shaq had just a couple more. So. Uh yes, so first game of the Rider Dine Five at one o'clock this Sunday, my Patriots will host the Browns. As of right now, we are one point favorites at home. Our money line is minus one twenty eight. The Browns are minus one oh eight. The over under is forty five points. I'll make this quick. I will take the home team, of course. I think my Patriots will win this game. By hook or by crook, some way, I think we will. Uh, Bill Belichick, this is going to be a Bill Belichick game of like most of ours, and uh, he'll figure out a way to slow down the Browns' offense. And I think this will be a very tight game that will have my heart almost stop, and we will somehow win this game, I pray. So that's mine. Uh, Malin, who do you like in this one? Um, I, I like the Patriots. Um, on the over-under, I would probably go under on the 45. Um, but Cleveland doesn't have Chubb. They don't have Hunt. Chubb's on COVID. Hunt's hurt. Um, and when you look at Jones, like he's actually been outperforming Baker Mayfield. Um, he has more yards and more touchdowns than Baker Mayfield does this year. So... And when I say Mayfield, I mean Happy Field Mayfield. Uh, a little, little stutter feet. Because um, i got to have nicknames for everybody. So I would definitely go Patriots in this game, but I would go under um, because I think not having Nick Chubb is going to be a, a deal break for Cleveland. Uh, Shaq? I'm going to go... I'm, I'm going to go Patriots. I'm going to say under also with Mellon. Generally because... Browns with them losing kind of part of the running game going on. Baker Mayfield, like I said, the offense, he's not exactly the best player on their offense. He's kind of bad to me. Far from it. Far from it. And and I kind of need them to continue losing and doing bad. So I'm going to say under on the 40, on this 40 something points. And y'all Patriots take it from them. That's about it. Dwight Howard. Uh, Evan, go right ahead. I originally had the Browns. Um, well, actually, not so long. I originally had the, the Patriots. I switched to the Browns, but I'm switching back to the Patriots. Um, Momentum-wise, I think it's the Patriots that have the upper hand in, in this situation specifically. Um, no matter if Odell's been rid of uh, from Cleveland, 
Um, I would say take the under as well, but I, I can't discern right now, so I'm just going to say go straight, take my line on this one, uh, and, and go Patriots. I'm very nervous with all of us <laughs> picking the Patriots' favors on this one. Exactly. I can't have an opinion on the show anymore. <laughs> Shaq's opinion on this show is to be quite the omen no matter whose team you're rooting for. So. Brief, bro. <laughs> Moving on to the next one here. Minnesota at the Chargers. The Chargers are two and a half point favorites at home. Uh, their money line is minus 140. The Vikings are plus 120. Over-under is 52. This game is at 405 this Sunday. I'm sticking with the home team. Uh, I think the Chargers can win by about a field goal. Kirk Cousins' late game has proven to not be great. And just once again, uh, I think the Chargers will end up winning this one by probably about a field goal. I think it will be close, but Herbert will pull this one out. At home, at the Chargers, Maitland. Uh, I'm definitely going with the Chargers on this one. I think Herbert kind of got through his sophomore slump that most quarterbacks go through. Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook is dealing with that uh, domestic assault right now. Um, I don't know what that's going to play into his psyche a little bit. Maybe a little bit, maybe not. There's going to be a little civil trial going on there. Um, but when you look at both of the teams – like they're damn near even on points scored, points allowed, passing, rushing. Like I was looking at all the stats, they're damn near even. So when it comes to that, you end up going with the home team a little bit there. And uh, I, I, I didn't charge on the winning thing. And the over under is what forty nine and a half. I'm gonna go over on the forty nine and a half. I, I think they're. I, I think they'll definitely go over the over. Um, if you want to bet the, the, the pussy bet on the over-under, you know me. Man, that's bullshit. <laughs> Shaq. I'm going to go Chargers under because I got a battle mail and then I, I can't continue to pick the same as him. So I'm going to say Chargers <laughs> under and yeah. this is the best bet for me right now. <laughs> Evan? Um, I'm going Chargers as well. Um... You know, I, it's it's charged against. I fucking forget who the team is playing. Uh, <laughs> but Vikings. the Vikings. Oh, that's the reason why I chose them to charge. The, the Vikings are a team where it's like you think that they're going to outperform the way that you think they play, and then they don't. Yep. Uh, and you know, I would say that I would lean towards Vikings here. Because I highly doubt this will be on national TV, and Kirk Cousins is not good on national TV. But I have the charges here um, and take the over here. I would just like to tell America that the only time that I've ever been wrong in my ride or die at five is when Shaq agrees with me. So I apologize, America, if I end up being wrong on any of these picks that Shaq agrees with me on. That's very accurate. Uh, next game here is is Aaron Rodgers cleared for this game? Is he is he back from COVID protocol? I didn't, I didn't see that he was. I saw like okay. So I will say this: Aaron Rodgers 
if he passes a negative test on Saturday afternoon, is clear to play on Sunday, but he is not able to be with the team until Sunday if he passes the COVID test. So with that, go ahead and make your pick. <laughs> All right. So for this one, such a weird, weird game. Uh, Russ will be back, correct? Yes. Oh, wow. That's big time. Yes. They are three points uh, underdogs on the road. I have some kind of just weird suspicion that Aaron Rodgers will not be available. And even if he is, I don't know. I feel like it'll be kind of late and his mind won't be completely there. I like the, I'd say take the Seahawks and the three points on the road in green Bay uh, at four thirty this Sunday, because uh, yeah, I think either Jordan love, I feel like he's probably going to be starting just because, Something inside of me tells that Aaron Rodgers is still going to test positive for COVID and he won't be playing. Uh, but even if he does, I don't know. He's been all over the place this, this past week, week and a half or so with whatever the hell he's talking about. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to see Hawks Russ coming back to come within three points, if not win the damn game. So, Malin. Uh, so, <clears throat> I kind of wish you went with Shaq first because I kind of want to hear what he has to say. Can, can Shaq make his position? Um, just because I know what Melon's going to pick, and it's truly <laughs> my opinion, I'm going to go with Seattle's going to win this game. How <laughs> <laughs> upset the rest of these people are because of my pick. Uh, Johnny, because Russ is gonna come back, he's ready to play this game. And change my pick. Green Bay's got a lot going on between, even if, like you said, even if he comes back, how hundred percent is it? Right. So I assume Seattle come back and win this game. So by default, Seattle's gonna lose this game. But I'm gonna say Seattle win this game. Friends <laughs> are true opinion. <laughs> I mean, Shaq, you already beat us this year with Steelers. Like, why, why are you going to put that type of booty on my team, man? God damn it. Um, okay, so, man, talk to you, Shaq. Um, I am going with Seattle. Okay, I'm going to three points. That really upsets me. Like, Shaq, you couldn't pick the team. Uh, so, so here's the reason why that I'm picking Seattle, because I know that I'm a Seattle fan. Everybody knows I'm a Seattle fan, okay? But we're talking about three points, and we don't know that Aaron Rodgers, whether he's going to play or not. But even if he does, like, quarterbacks that have come, like, we don't know the amount of weight that man's lost. Like, we don't know if he was asymptomatic or if he actually had symptoms. Like, we don't, we don't know what happened, right? Cam Newton was not the same player last year after he got COVID with the Patriots last year. So with that in mind, even though Aaron Rodgers has been playing, Russell Wilson's been playing some years or like most of these weeks, uh, when you want to talk about like points per game, they're damn near identical. In fact, the Seahawks have scored more points per game than the Packers have. Going into this week, it 22.6 to 22.1. And when you want to talk about points allowed, you're talking about the Seahawks giving up 21.1 to the Packers 20.0. So they're damn near even on points scored, 
points allowed, even when you get into passing yards, they're damn near identical. Rushing yards are damn near identical. Um, I think that Russell Wilson has been on a mission getting back to this game. Um, I think that if, if if Chris Carson actually makes it and he plays this week, that would just be a bonus. Um, I am going to take Seahawks with three. The only caveat I have is that, you know, like if Aaron Rodgers plays, he plays best when he's pissed off and he's pissed off at the entire world right now because everybody's been coming with him with COVID. That's the only thing that makes me a little bit fucking nervous. But I'm going to have to go with the Seahawks right now because we, we don't know what has happened with, with Aaron Rodgers having COVID. And the hell with you, Shaq, for taking my Seahawks. That's mean. That's rude. G-Money is saying if Rodgers starts, take the Green Bay and give the points. Uh, ask Patty McStats when the last time Seattle won at Green Bay. Okay, well, okay, so he's right. Because G-Fucking-Money, he's right. Uh, the last time that we won in Green Bay, I think, was 1999. I think it was the last time we won in Green Bay. And the last time that Russell Wilson played in Green Bay, he threw five interceptions. That was rough. That hurt my heart. That was the day after my second son was born. I was literally in the delivery room the day after my son was born, watching the game, cussing the nurses out. I was pissed off. Um, so he's right about that. But I do think we have some different teams playing this time. At the G money, I know you're right a lot. Uh, the fact that he's saying, take Green Bay to run, that makes me want to reconsider a little bit because G money is fucking smart. Um, but but no, it, it, he is true um, that Seattle does not have a lot of luck in Green Bay. You can even go back to the playoff game when Matt Hasselbeck going into overtime said we're going to take the ball and we're going to and we're going to score. And then what does he do? Throws an interception for a touchdown and they lose the game in the playoffs. Um, so we don't have a lot of luck in Green in Lambeau, uh, but I hope we turn the tide. On this one. Thank you for bringing up bad memories, G Money. Love you, man. God damn it. Evan? Um, so, it all hinges on Aaron Rodgers. And if he plays, I believe that if Aaron Rodgers plays, I will take the Green Bay Packers. Everybody knows that I am a very big Aaron Rodgers fan. Therefore, I will be taking Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. If he does not play, I will take Geno Smith. Or Russell Wilson, whoever plays for the Seahawks. It's not gonna be Gene. Good God! I don't. I don't. Here's the thing. I didn't hear anything about Russell coming into this. So I, if if he's like, if Russell's for sure playing, I will. Well, he's for sure playing. Okay, so he's back. Yeah. If Russell's back, come week ten, and Aaron Rodgers is not playing, I'll take the Seahawks. Okay. Well, well, let, let let me ask you this. What if Aaron Rodgers had symptoms from COVID and he lost like 15 pounds and he hasn't been able to do anything and he clears and he comes in on sun Sunday? Like we that don't know could happen. that could happen, except for the fact that I will take a 15 pounds less Aaron Rodgers over a guy who calls himself Mister Unlimited and had a full arm cast for a finger injury. What? Okay, first of all, for all cast my ass, he only had three fingers 
in there, and he literally had a fucking pin put into his finger. Yeah, past my ass. No, and he, and he was like wearing gang size in the hospital bed. So I I think I'll take your past. Okay, and you're okay, but you're also talking about say Russell Wilson. The day after the pin was removed, was throwing footballs, even though doctor said it would be like three to six nah, after I, the pin was removed. The whole thing footballs. That man was throwing footballs the day after that pin removed. He he practiced a fake drive for the cameras. Because he's always locked in. It was so corny. Practice a fake drive. Okay. Where no one on the field. He knew cameras were going to be there, and he was like, "You know what? I'm going to rehearse. I'm going to rehearse your Okay, everybody knows. Listen, Evan, I appreciate you. Yes, Russell Wilson is corny. Okay, he still has more Super Bowls than Daniel Jones or Lamar Jackson. Not more than anybody. But that, that man. Okay. The day after getting the pin removed from his middle finger, like go ahead and research the video. If, if none of y'all seen the video, look at it. That motherfucker was doing squats, doing like things with throwing the football the day after the pin was removed. Okay, like if anybody is going to be ready to play after surgery. Four weeks after having surgery on his middle finger with a dislocated, fractured, and the tendons being displaced is going to be Russell Wilson. Because, listen, in 2016, when he had that MCL sprain, that fool moved his private trainer into his home, and every hour he woke him up to do workouts with his knee like russell wilson is different man he's different like he will do whatever he has to do to play and do whatever he has to do to win so when it comes to physicality i take russell at his word because he's different man he played an entire year on a on a high ankle sprain and a sprained mcl and it's because of what he does like to prepare himself and rehabilitate. Like he's different. He's different. I get it. He's corny. He's definitely corny. The missile unlimited. He's corny as shit. Totally. Okay, but he he's gonna be ready. I you know, I hope he is. I hope he gets over his like receiver targeting issue where he only targets one receiver and gets the entire offense involved. <laughs> One receiver, he's got DK and Lockett. Exactly, and targets one of them a game. <laughs> There's a rumor going around that Sierra shoots more with this. Right. There's a rumor about what? There's a rumor going around that Sierra chooses which receiver he should target, and he listens to that, and he's she's on the headset. So. I, I got my guy. All right. Yeah, just... All right. Next game on the dock here, we've got the Eagles at the Broncos. Broncos are two and a half point favorites at home. Over under is 44 and a half. This game is at 430 this Sunday. I am going to go with the home team, of course. I say take the Broncos. I just think they're a better 
all around team that the Eagles are right now. I'll keep it simple. I only have the Eagles winning two games this year anyway. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Broncos to cover two and a half points. Uh, Malin. Wait, what? Broncos, Eagles. What? <laughs> Who do you like, Broncos, Eagles, two and a half point favorite Broncos? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like Broncos on this one. Um, I like the, the running game, the, the defense, even without Von Miller. Um, the Eagles are wildly inconsistent. Uh, Jalen Hurts puts up a lot of stats, but it's not – his productivity is not equaling W's right now. Um, and until the team itself can start getting some consistency, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the, the Broncos because they did just – Whoop shit! Um, out of Dallas last week, so that was cute. Evan, I have Broncos huge for uh, the Eagles just are not good. Sirianni is not a good coach. Um, with all that being said, the Broncos will win this game. Uh, take them to cover. Jack, uh, Broncos generally because it's the Eagles. Y'all listening? Last one of the week. Uh, Kansas City and Vegas. This is the night game on Sunday. Big divisional game. Uh, Vegas two point or two and a half point underdogs at home. Over under is 51 and a half points. I'm going to go with the Raiders on this one to cover the two or sorry to come with two and a half points. Um, I, um, this is just me going out and finally submitting that the Raiders are legit, and uh, I think that they will come within two and a half. Still not sure if they will win this game, but either way, it will be tight with as bad as Kansas City's defense has been and as good as Derek Carr has been all year. So, uh, yeah, I'd say take the points for the Raiders. Uh, Malin, go ahead. Um, I honestly don't know where my notes went went for the last two games uh, that they were talking about, so I'm going to kind of go blind here. Um, But I would definitely take the Raiders with the points, and the reason being is that Kansas City is not Kansas City right now. Even though they beat Green Bay last week, they they pulled off a few wins. Um, They're not consistent. They're bad. Um, Aaron Rodgers still leads the league in interceptions. Um, I do think that Derek Carr has found a way to kind of galvanize the Raiders in leadership to pull them together with what's gone on with John Gruden and everything else. Um, and I do, I, I would definitely take the Raiders with the points because I can't trust Kansas City's offense. Uh, 13 points against Packers. Terrible. Like, even though they won that game, like, Mahomes has not been Mahomes here. I don't know why he hasn't been. It's not like he hasn't been hurt. He hasn't had key players hurt, but they're fumbling the ball. They're having missteps. I don't want to say that defense has figured Mahomes out because I do think that Mahomes is a generational talent. Um, but the normal magic that he's been able to create on offense has not been there this year. 
and I don't necessarily think that they're going to write the ship against a division opponent. It's playing good football. And they're three and one against winning teams. Right. Shaq. Uh, I'm going to go different. Say Kansas City. They're oh, my God. They're, they're trying to drag themselves out of the mud right now, trying to figure something out. So I'm hoping this is a game that they decide they want to start winning some games and doing what they're supposed to do. In Evan. Um, I have Raiders. Um, the Chiefs just aren't good, and I don't know if it's a thing. Tyreek, uh, I think Tyreek isn't getting as much flack as he should. Um, but obviously, you know, we also know about Patrick. It's also Patrick. Um, and I think, oddly enough, the main factor is the Raiders coming off of this major PR night storm that they've been facing the past two to three weeks. Um, and, you know, them trying to wrap around this new coach that they have in Richard Sasha. Um, I think they'll get the win here. I just think they're a better team than the Chiefs currently are right now. Uh, and, 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 yeah, I mean, you know, Derek Carr's been playing pretty well. Hopefully Josh Jacobs plays. I don't know. He's usually questionable during the week. So, you know, I have the Raiders here. Nice. That will do it for this week's Rider Dine 5. Some interesting picks there with uh, who aligns with who. I really like my last pick now that Shaq took the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> but anything else you guys want to mention before we get up out of here? I'm good. I've gotten all my venting out. This episode has been a lot of venting about shit that has nothing to do with the subject. But we got this. <laughs> Good to hear, folks. Uh, we want to thank you all for watching and listening. Shout out to G Money for holding it down in the chat per usual. Shout out to uh, Evan and Malin for coming through again. Appreciate it from you guys. Uh, yeah, we will see you all next week. Thank you all for watching and listening, and uh, have a good week. Peace. Peace, Peace America. <laughs>